Hello, race fans, and welcome to the 2019 Motorsport 101 Awards Gala. Here is your host, your friendly neighborhood, Andre Harrison. Ah, thank you, thank you very much, thank you, thank you, thanks for coming, oh, no, great to see you, thank you, thank you. Right, hello everybody, <laughs> I am your host for the evening, Mr. Audrey Harrison, and welcome to the fourth annual Motorsport 101 Awards! <laughs> Clap, you bastards! <laughs> you can't, they're thank all you. muted. <laughs> thank you very much, um... In this episode, well, our final episode of 2019, we are going to look back kindly and, well, not so kindly on all the happenings of motorsport in 2019, from the best to the very worst. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be a fun time for all involved. Well, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> so we have some house rules. No throwing of Prosecco in the back of the audience. Um, I want no Kanye West-style interruptions to say that Joe Seward had the biggest golden cock of all time. Um, <laughs> and generally, we are going to have a good clean fight with uh, no eye gouging, no hair pulling, and no biting. Is, is that okay, gentlemen? Is yes. the ten is Now, can you be saved by the bell um, it, it, within the first six rounds? If it didn't work for Andy Ruiz, it's not going to work for you. Um, yes, you can be saved by the bell. I will. I will allow this um, at at host's discretion. Um, but as Vince says, no items. Final destination. Fox only. Right. So, <laughs> without ado, we have the panel, the esteemed panel among us. First of all, Mr. Ryan King. Hello, sir. Uh, hello. Ready to give out some awards, and I'm looking forward to a. Special big golden one. Excuse me? <laughs> That's the lewdest thing King has ever said on this podcast. <laughs> you got to love it. Um, also with us is Cam Buckley. Hello, sir. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here. Um, I just checked in the back, and uh, the contestants for the Golden Cock are all hitting each other over the head with steel chairs. Let them continue. Um... <laughs> And in the back, we also have R.J. O'Connell. Hello, sir. Hello. I'm soon going to drop this over-the-top announcer's voice and get back to being a part of the panel for this episode. Beautiful. It's like it's one step away from Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged Series, saying, like, my hair gives me super strength. <laughs> Basically, it's great. I love it. Um, okay. a rule in anime. Of course it is. There's always a rule. We know that. Right. So, without further ado, before we get into the format, I'm going to quickly get the general housekeeping out of the way. Even on an award show, we have to thank our sponsors. YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101. Facebook.com forward slash uh, Motorsport 101. We are on uh, Twitter at Motorsport underscore 101. And if you'd like to uh, follow your esteemed hosts on the Twitters, you can at Harrison101HD, at CBuckley917, just yank out the vowels, at RJ O'Connell, think doubles. Um... And at Ryan Eric King, that's with two Ks. Um, so, yeah, all of that is fun. 
We're on our website, motorsport101.com. Um, if you want to check out all our blogs as well as all of our episodes and whatnot, our entire library is on there. I wrote another blog as well, amazingly, this past this past few days ago, talking about the pain of Ferrari's 2019 season and the baffling concept that a team that has Sebastian Vettel and Charles Leclerc in it somehow thinks they need Lewis Hamilton to take him over the top. If you ever it's... wanted to see an analysis on the science of a dumpster fire, it's there for waiting I... for you. I'm here to fulfill your needs, and I don't normally plug other people's work on this show, but if you haven't read Hazel Southwell's tremendous piece on Formula E in Saudi Arabia, please go out of your way to read it. I don't normally plug other people on this show, but I felt like I was compelled to because it was the single best piece of automotive journalism I've read this year. And I stand by this. Like, I thought, you know what, I've written a pretty good piece here, and then three days later, Hazel drops that, and I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> this is why Back to the drawing board. This is why she's on the documents. This is why she helped us out with our Formula E preview. Yeah, she's brilliant. She's the best Formula E journalist on the planet. One of the best motorsport journalists on the planet, period. Go read her shit and, and thank me later. It's well worth a sit-down with a coffee in a quiet costa during your lunch break like I did. Well, well worth your time. And if you really, really like us, you can back us financially on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash motorsport101. Normally, $5 gets you early access to one of our shows, but for this month of December, it's just a buck because I'm such a generous guy. And that includes this show as well. Merry Christmas, everybody. So every episode for the month of December, including this one, will be for just a buck. So there's no better time to be a supporter over Christmas. It's the yeah, season of that, goodwill and that, It's a giving. bargain over the Autosport Awards, and it's better run and organized. <laughs> You could drag your oh, feet dear. for a mile and still clear that bar. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, it it's not it's not a very high one. Just just saying. But still, I see it as great value. So yeah, one just a dollar for the month of December to get you early access to all of our shows in the month of December, and ten dollars gets you into the supporters club of our Discord server where you can listen to these episodes live as they go out. We have one of the biggest audiences I think we have ever had. Uh, on, it, I think it is. It's it's a whopper. Um, I have to say, um, the audience has filed out in full attendance. Amazingly, Joe Sayward's ticket is, is still remained empty in the back there. But um, yeah, besides that, everybody else has turned up. It's fantastic. It's a big shout out to Charles, um, to Toki, to Vince, to Sasha, to Henry, to Steve, Cam, Oliver's here as well. And uh, big thanks to. I'm on the show. Oliver. Oliver's there too. Well, I was there too. Yep, Jason and Vic. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Hope you guys uh, enjoy it. Uh, Charles has already got the wine going in the background via selfie. That's great. That's very on brand. I, I, I love it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for this. The last episode we recorded in 2019. You consider it our season finale, as it were. Um, so, to get into the nitty gritty, this is going to be our biggest award show ever. I believe it's 17 categories. Um, on this occasion. So we have a lot of envelopes. They've been steamed and checked over to make sure there's been no sign of corruption. La La Land has not won Best Picture. We just got that confirmed. Um, and we have we have changed the format this year. In a, actually, actually, just point out, we've got 18, actually. I miscounted. Um, we've changed the format around this year. We put our beloved shuckle, friend and yours, Jason, in charge of the entire nomination process this time around. He took complete control of this. And for the sake of entertainment purposes, none of us on this show right now have any idea who's been nominated 
for any single award. Well, we, we are going we have into an this idea for one award on who's nominated. Well, of course we have our own inclusions, but we don't know the hard list. Jason is technically our independent adjudicator here. We're going in blind on this one. So we have no idea who's been nominated, technically. Uh, we will sit down and debate every single award. In the event of a tie, I get cast in votes. <laughs> because this is not a democracy. We know this. Um, <laughs> but you know me. I'm not exactly a hard-ass when it comes to this sort of thing. I can be very, I'm very easily convinced. Um, so, yeah. We'll sit down. We'll break it down. And then we'll go award by award. And again, like I said, we don't know as of this point exactly who's been nominated and that's going to be part of the fun when we get in our live reactions in here jason sadly isn't listening in on the background but he is here in the chat as well and he will also try to provide links in the discord server for when certain incidents need to be viewed live he also said he'll do the very best he can to help out for that one so thanks just before we get started i want to say a massive thank you to jason poland follow him on twitter at jason underscore poland underscore 87 i didn't butcher his username like i did last week um Go check him out if you haven't already. Give him a big Motorsport 101 bump for us. Massive thanks to him for being in charge of all of this. It saved us a lot of hassle. And hopefully it'll add to the fun. So, without this musical interlude, without further ado, I'm about to open the award sheet for the first time. I still I set this a couple of hours ago. I still haven't actually clicked it yet. <laughs> As I click it now, after this musical break, we'll be back for the very first award. Okay. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Right, so the very first award on our list is the Race of the Year Award. We're starting, we're starting with a big one. I like that. We're, op we're opening strong here. We're getting the cruiserweights out first. I like it. Right, so... The award for the best race of 2019. We've, we we told Jason to try and keep it down to eight nominations. We don't want to be here all night, even though it is, this is this show. So that's stood up for debate, quite frankly. Okay, the nominees for the Race of the Year award are... The 2019 Formula One Brazilian Grand Prix. Uh, well, as I like to call it, the race where a, where a NASCAR overtime period broke out. IndyCars, IndyCars race at Mid-Ohio. Felix Rosenquist attacking Scott Dixon in 115 different ways and nearly getting the W. The 2019 Indy 500. My boy! <laughs> One by Simon Pagano, of course. We have IMSA at Road America. We have MotoGP season opener in Qatar. Mm. Dovi beating Marquez over the line narrowly again. Another classic in their, tr in their I would say, trilogy. It's almost like the Fast and the Furious franchise at this point. MotoGP. Is that, is that MotoGP in San Marino? Did Jason get the wrong series? Because I think he might have meant World Superbikes in San Marino. I think is what he meant there. I'll, I'll double-check that with Jason in a minute. Um, 
I'll get to that as well. Oh yeah, Misano's MotoGP race, of course. Yes, I got, I got confused with Imola for a second there. Misano. Yes, Mark Marquez and Fabio Quattararo go into war for the first time at Misano. That was a fun time. World Superbikes in Magni Corps. And the Formula One German Grand Prix of 2019. Hmm. So we got, we got we had multiple nominations for Germany. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll drop some interesting tidbits because actually this this list also does tell me who voted for which and whatnot. Um, and some honourable mentions obviously chucked in there as well. But there's some interesting ones that will come up. I'll, I will be sure to let you know. But uh, yes, the Brazilian Grand Prix in Formula 1, IndyCar in Mid-Ohio, the 2019 Indy 500, IMSA at Road America, MotoGP in Qatar, MotoGP at, at Misano, World Superbikes uh, for Magni Corps, and Formula 1's German Grand Prix. Fellas, where do we start here? Mm, I'm, I'm leaning towards the German Grand Prix. It's the favorite here. It's the favorite here, the, the isn't it? Is I that mean, no matter what a certain race had this year, Germany had everything. It really did. It had changing conditions. It had multiple driver errors. It had unexpected front runners. It had charges from the back to the front. Multiple ones, in fact. Um, it had. It gave us kind of an it had, unexpected it outcome. Had che cars cheating. Yeah, it had Good it all. Robert Kubica scored a point. Williams scored <laughs> a point. That's how insane it had to be. Williams scored a Lock. point. Sebastian Lock Vettel Stroll was in the lead. Lance Stroll led. Sebastian Vettel went from the back row to second. Daniel, Daniel Kvyat scored a podium on full merit as well. Yeah, he the, did indeed. Yeah, the only thing that was routine about this race was much like Brazil. Uh, Max Verstappen kind of won this comfortably. Well, even then, Max Verstappen had to do a spin and win. <laughs> so, even Turkey mentioned in the Discord, Mercedes didn't even score a point. <laughs> well, they were leading, and then they weren't. Well, actually, the thing, they didn't score a point over the line. I believe Hamilton got bumped back up to ninth after the Alphas got DQ. Yeah, that is that is most certainly what happened. So, so technically over the line, no, but yes, they did. Like, Merckx did score two points, technically And, speaking. of course, who could forget... The drag strip of poor judgment. Four cars getting collected by the drag strip, including Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Nico Hulkenberg, who had a realist, he had probably his best chance yet of his first career podium after 165 Grand Prix. <laughs> Screams in Spa 2016. From front oh, to dear. back, from front to back, I feel like this was a more complete race in Brazil. Um, Indy 500 this year was. Very good. Very good. Alexander Rossi brought all the entertainment through everything in the kitchen sink, only to be denied by Simon Paginot in the dying laps of the race. Yeah! And we, of course, it... would have been able to celebrate that longer had we not remembered the Google Hangouts. Only let's us hang out for four hours. Eight, technically, and we still went over. <laughs> Somehow. Um, honestly... I have no problem uh, handing this one to the German Grand Prix. But maybe the last one for a while. We certainly won't forget it. Uh, that is a crying shame as well. It is. Germany has got, like, a knack for this. It really, it really, like, Germany's got a knack of producing crazy races. And uh, you love to see it. 
I do want to give a shout out to IndyCar in Mid-Ohio. That was a very fun IndyCar race. Felix Rosenquist drove, drove the nuts off that car. It, it was compelling. It had great overtakes. It was all over the place. It was a fantastic race. And now again, that was Henry Chapman's nomination. So shout out to Henry on that one. Um, a, a great a great race that was worth mentioning. Um, the MotoGP nominations were certainly solid. Um it's, it's the crazy thing is that MotoGP probably didn't have one balls to the wall classic. I, I think Masano um, was probably the closest we got. Actually, Masano and the Tigrom and uh, Thailand. The funny thing is, I pref- I think I actually might have liked Austria with a little bit more with, with, with Dovi and oh, this yeah. ridiculous last corner overtake to win it. But uh, still, a, a very solid nomination indeed. Masano was a great racer. Uh, uh, shout out to Sock for that nomination on that one, but I I, I think this is going to be a unanimous call here that uh, the, the 2019 Formula One German Grand Prix is your M101 Race of the Year winner. You mean you mean Race of the Decade or Millennium? It's a, it, look if it was if this was an all decade award, it would certainly be a contender. It like so- it's it's. If you, it's right up if you there. haven't watched this race, go and watch this race. It was so good. Yeah, James C on YouTube put up an entire half an hour montage of all the onboards that came out of it. It is well worth your time. Shout out James C. James C doing the Lord's work, by the way. Yeah, he really is. He's putting like race highlights up out the wazoo, and somehow hasn't been flagged by FMI management yet. Don't say I that. Said, Give it another week. Don't say that. <laughs> Oh, Give it shit. a week. Oh shit, we get, we're we're doing the Kotaku thing. We're accidentally rounding out fan games and getting them cease and desist letters. Shit. Um. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, let's move on quickly before the feds jump in through the ceiling. Uh, award number two, folks. Uh, the Scotty Award, ladies and gentlemen. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> It's the Scotty Award, or as, or as Jason puts it here, the Scott McLaughlin Memorial Award, except he's still alive. He <laughs> probably had to put that in brackets. Miraculously Brilliant. so after he almost I, had a I was damn brain say, probably shouldn't make that joke after what happened. The man almost died. Yeah, it's like, he did have quite a near miss at the end of the season, so yeah, yeah this, that's uh, actually more fitting than we gave credit for. <laughs> this trophy, given for the most audacious and insane overtake of 2019, is of course a fine chalice with chicken nuggets overflowing from the top. I love that, man. The Scott McGuckin Memorial Award, except he's still alive, for the best overtake on two and four wheels. So that's the best overtake of the year, everybody. Um, the nominees are Sebastian Vettel on Carlos Sainz at the German Grand Prix. Formula 1, of course. Felix Rosenquest on willpower at IndyCar's race at Mid-Ohio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, interesting. We got, we got we have a video nomination here from Jason. Anton Hernandez in Dirt Track Sprint. And he's put the link in the chat below. Oh, God, this. <laughs> Hang on, I have not seen this in a while. I'm Drake, trying to remind myself. I implore here. you, watch it. Just watch it. Whoa, that's a broken wheel. Um, what the hell just happened? How is that wheel still there? <laughs> um, it's being held on by hopes and dreams. Spitting Kleenex. Oh, oh! It took the race lead with a broken wheel. How? 
that that's 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 ludicrous. You know these cars have the power to weight ratio of a Formula One car. Yeah. Be because of course they do. That's di that that's disgusting. That's pure filth from Anton Hernandez. There. Uh, we have Yamashita and Segaguchi Mategi Super GT round oh, as a nomination. Yes. Excellent. Rezzy nominating that one. Shout out to him. He's sadly not with us today on the Discord, but he would have loved this. But he, yeah, that was his nomination. Matt Campbell at Barfurst. <laughs> that's, that's, that's an interesting one. That's from James Calantis because he had to get an Australian nomination in there somewhere. He never mentions it. Um, <laughs> Alex Rins on Mark Marquez at Silverstone and MotoGP. Yeah, the race winning overtake from Alex Rins on the final corner to win it by. 0 0.02 of a second. Or I'd call it the most pissed off Mark Marquez has ever been that he didn't win a race. Um, a, a, a true classic. Uh, Carlos signs on both Toro Rossos at Monaco. That is a good one. That is an underrated uh, mention there, certainly. That's Jeff F1 on Twitter that mentioned that one. Shout out to Jeff. Thank you, sir. Uh, much appreciated. And... <laughs> This is gonna be. This one's gonna split the room. I'll give you a hint. Chris DeHarde nominated this one. Santino Ferrucci on everyone in Ohio. <laughs> he loves that man, doesn't he? <laughs> oh dear. So there's your nominees one more time. We have Velalon signs in Germany. We have Rosenquest on willpower in mid Ohio. We have Anton Hernandez in the dirt track sprint. We have Yamashita on Segaguchi at Mategi Super GT round. Matt Campbell during the bar first 1000. Alex Rins on Mark Marquez in MotoGP. Carlos Sainz on both Toro Rossos at Monaco. And Santino Ferrucci on everyone in Ohio. Um, do we weigh uh, Carlos Sainz's uh, overtakes at Monaco because it's an actual on-track overtake at Monaco? It's certainly worth some extra bonus points, isn't it? Yeah. Of course... If we're just having this on two of two wheels, if we just split it in that, then obviously Rins, uh, the pass for the win right at the line. That's got to be it. That's certainly yeah, got to that, be it. Certainly, if this was just a two-wheel award, I think it absolutely would be Alex Rins at Silverstone. That was a masterful bit of riding. Um, completely undercut Marquez at the final corner. He knew his rear wheel was on, was on the brink of going. Marquez had defended it just about perfectly but just c couldn't stop the the driving the momentum of rins on the final corner um it was uh it was a thing of beauty if i do say so myself um i'm willing to side with kanta yamashita versus yuhi sakaguchi a title deciding pass through the grass at victory corner at motegi I would also understand if the pass is docked points, considering they both kind of cut the corner trying to smash into one another. On the other hand, they were both willing to smash into each other and cut through the corner with a championship on the line. <laughs> you I want it more, more than you do. <sighs> you all should watch more Super GT. I've only been trying to promote this series now for the last three and a half years. Yeah. No, we've never noticed. <sighs> What do you reckon, Cam? Y'all know what I'm picking. Y'all know that? what I'm picking. Matty Campbell, in the dying minutes of the Bathurst 12 hours, just launching it up the inside at a place where you never, ever pass. Mm. 
That would be. That is true. That would be Forrest's elbow, where he just shoved his car right past Jake Dennis's Aston Martin, the car that pretty much was the fastest car on paper all weekend long. In a yeah. race where Porsche and Matt Campbell were compromised on strategy for most of the day. Yeah. Uh, you could almost nominate that entire final stint where. Uh... No, Campbell was on fresher tires, but at the same time, he had to get that overtake done because the Porsche was hot trash in a straight line. I don't know. King, what do you reckon? Because I feel like we we all have our own uh, various opinions. Although I am just like, wow, this dude actually passed with a broken wheel. Mm, like... I, I really want to just go back to Germany because it just feels so easy to be like, hey, that Carlos Sainz overtake in Germany was awesome. Mm, it was. It was awesome. Uh, my, uh, I personally, I'm split between Carlos and Rins here. I, f I feel like I might have the casting vote here. Hmm. That's the impression I'm getting. Um, As opposed to I Mr. Like Rins Mind, everyone. Yeah. Um, I'm going to rewatch Matt Campbell as well, because I think Campbell's... The the, the, the Discord is, is cheering for Campbell here. And I, I, I that is one of the most razor-tight passes at the elbow I've ever seen. Um, a, a thing of beauty, if I do say so myself. Um... This is this is tight. This I, is tight. I, I'm mad nobody um, nominated Kevin Estra literally ripping Augusto Farvis's soul out in Macau. From Macau, Indeed. I believe it was, was it wasn't it Bamber though that you it, were it was, all. Yeah, Bamber just decided. You know what? Fuck out of here. Pretty sending, much sending it from about 500 car lengths back. I need to go see the signs one again. Germany is so awesome. <laughs> Sa it... Sasha just put in the Discord, you can't nominate an overtake on a ghost. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Discord is, is pumping hard for Manny Campbell here. He might just nick this, you know. You could you could find the uh, Carlos Sainz Monaco overtake on, um, on the F1 official YouTube channel. Um, it's the number one on board from that race, I believe. Skip to around the 520 mark. I'll put it in the Discord real quick. If only it was a minute shorter. I know, right? Okay, Would have been very nice we, indeed. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, I remember this. <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Carlos signs with, uh, as James Hunt would say, big balls. Very, very big balls. Just hanging it around the outside of Casino Square on, on the opening lap to pass not one but two Toro Rossos up the hill. It was uh, incredibly brave, incredible driving. <laughs> I, from... I forgot about that. Oh, oh what a good pass. <sighs> oh, this is tough. I still this stand. Still I'm still in my corner. So, you're saying Matty Campbell, Cam? Mm-hmm. Oh, King? Still with signs. Sorry. I'm watching. I'm, I'm checking this one out right now. It's just like, damn. Carlos Sainz is... He's just hanging it out there at a place you don't pass. 
more reinforcement that he might be the athlete of the year, but we're not there just yet, folks. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Ah, uh, damn it. Uh, 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 for me, though, I gotta say, with the stakes at hand, I gotta go with, uh, with Rin's uh, passing Marquez. Ooh. Thanks a bunch, everybody. Three different nominations, and I'm gonna pick one out of the three now as the overall winner. Oh, good. I had to go against my own series that I love so much. That had to hurt. Um, I am going to break the tie, and the winner of the Scotty Award goes to... Carlos signs at Monaco, everybody. Woo! I uh, went with the crowd on this one. Um, I the withhold was... my statement. <laughs> I'm sure you will. But uh, I'm going with Carlos signs. The people in the Discord have spoken. Um, I was tempted to go Rins here, just to be a hipster. It was very, very close. Campbell's pass at bar first was a beauty. Um, these were three incredible overtakes, but uh, to do that around the outside of Casino Square on the opening lap at Monaco and pass two cars is absolutely immense. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Carlos Signs on this one um, for sheer level of skill. I think that one was uh, pretty exceptional, if I do say so myself. Um, so that's my pick for that one. Right, so Carlos Sainz wins his, I think his second Scotty, his second M101 award overall, overall, and I suspect there may be more coming later. Um, next award on the list, the most improved award, awarded to a driver or rider that has made the biggest step forward between 2018 and 19, so the most improved athlete of the year award. It is, here's your nominees, Jack Harvey, IndyCar. Nicholas Latifi, Formula 2. Brad Binder, Moto 2. The Lord himself is among us. Alice Powell, W Series. Yeah. Uh, McLaren F1. <laughs> I love that someone's gone for a team. That's that's, that's James Calantis again now, nominated McLaren as a team, which I think is a great shout. Um, Max Verstappen. Is in there from uh, Evan, who nominated Max Verstappen for this award. Denny Hamlin, NASCAR. And Mazda Team Yoast is in there as well. Multiple nominations for Mazda. Um, I believe that's IMSA, of course. Um, yes. So, Jack Harvey, IndyCar. Nicholas Latifi, Formula 2. Brad Binder, Moto 2. Alice Powell, W Series. McLaren F1, F1. Max Verstappen, F1. Denny Hamlin, NASCAR. Uh, Master Team Yoast Imsa. Gentlemen, your thoughts? Mm, I love Alice Powell being nominated because we get we'll get to this. We've we've said this before, but you know, we've debated the merits, the the criticisms, the valid ones, the not so valid ones of the W series, but the bottom line is that it does give women an opportunity to race where they otherwise not would have. And Alice Powell literally working a day job as a plumber was out of racing for years and years and not only did powell do so well in the w series that if not for strokes of bad luck she would have been a title contender but it's landed her rides in other series 
that she otherwise not what might not have had access to it was a reminder that hey alice powell is still very good as a racing driver and should have never been laid off as long as she was a very compelling case indeed um this is this is an interesting one because there's not one name out of the eight that screams out to me. I do want to give a mention to Jack Harvey because you know, Jack Harvey was a part-timer that I don't think a lot of people took very seriously in his time at Michael Shack Racing. But he had multiple excellent performances you know, as a part-timer in IndyCar this year. He was um, generally outperforming the SPM proper team. Indeed, he was indeed, including first, you know, first top flight podium in Indian in Indy's road course um, before the 500, and you know was on pace for possibly another podium um, in Portland as well before he was taken out by Ryan Hunter Ray um, at the first corner. Um, you know, he he was challenging for wins on multiple occasions in a car and team that was that was so desperate. To be up there, SPM in general, desperate to be, you know, the guys that can breach the big three, and they didn't really do that this year. But amazingly, the guys that gave the guy that gave them the biggest chance of that throughout the year was Jack Harvey. It really of all was. people, doing so well that he now has a full time ride. He does indeed have a full time ride for next year, which is fantastic. One of the real good guys in the IndyCar paddock. What's if I've ever watched his. Latifi makes a very interesting case because he went from 91 points last year to 214. Now, obviously, this is, of course, his fourth full season in Formula 2, but he did make the improvement from a fringe contender to a genuine title contender, um, and now, as a result, has secured himself a Formula 1 super license um, Mm. uh, as a result. uh, But I think... If I look through this field, I think Matt's, uh, McLaren might actually be the team to go with because end of last season, whew, boy, they were nowhere. They were just coasting off those first five races where a lot of breaks had to go their way for them to be as successful as they were. And it really showed year, towards... They were being beaten by Williams at times. Yeah. Now, genuine best of the rest... Carlos Sainz got them back on the podium. Lando Norris, a strong contender for Rookie of the Year. They look, they look like the team. They look like a front-running McLaren team once again. They look like McLaren should. King, any thoughts? Just jump off, jump off the page to you. Oh, I wouldn't say anyone really stands out to me. There's nothing I would add that. Uh, that RJ wouldn't have said earlier. Mm. This is a tough one because like Denny Hamlin is, is another guy that makes a compelling case, as Henry pointed out. Went from his worst year in 2018, no wins, bounced out of the round of 16 in the playoffs, winning six races this past season, and having the most top fives of anyone in the field. It's, it's one of those um, things where how good he was this year was once again hidden by NASCAR's bullshit playoff system. Uh, we can talk about that one all day, couldn't we? Um, think about the Brad Bender going, um, just steadily putting it all together in his third year of Moto2, winning th- four of the last six rounds and barely losing out to Alex Marquez in the end of the championship, coming from literally nowhere short. start of the season. 
Still learning a brand new triumph as well. Um, yeah, only three, only three points off Alex Marquez in the top. When he was asked at the end of Valencia uh, by Simon Crayford, do you want to know how close you were to winning the title? Brabinder was like, no, please don't tell me. <laughs> he knew just and, uh, how close he was. And, uh, and uh, Matt's for Sappen, um, I think on in general, he looked more polished and mature than he did last year, but there will still be some reservations over how a season faded towards the stretch after the summer break mm. uh, again i just think i think that perception with max is that he spread out his incidents over the year rather than having them every race for the first half of the year if nothing else he didn't ride off the car and practice at monaco and compromise his entire weekend this time it helps yeah that uh That'll certainly do a number on your race around there. Mm. You know so, I would. Uh, what are we thinking here? I'm. I, I'm gonna go with McLaren on this one. I know it's. Mm. I know it's a team and not a person, but I think McLaren going from worse than Williams at times to being, you know, clear best of the rest. Better than their than the than the company that supplies them their power units. Not much of an achievement uh, this year, but yes. Alice Alice Powell uh, would be my selection. King? Who do I say Bender? But no, I'm going to go with McLaren. <laughs> wow. How urged were you to take to take Lord Bender there? You, you must have been thinking that one over, didn't you? I really was. <laughs> Put down the KTM branded mug. <laughs> Put it down to, to take the scotch out of the glass. Um, Cam, what do you reckon? So Cam said McLaren. Yeah, I said McLaren. Alice Powell. And do I? Is is there enough of a case for anyone else for there for me to overturn McLaren? I don't have one for you on that one. Alice Powell is a very compelling is a very compelling story and absolutely deserves a great honourable mention here. But let's be honest here, we are all emotionally invested in F1 more than anything else. And let's be honest, I think the sport often needs McLaren at the top. It's a main antagonist. Like, Yugi Moto needs his, sec he needs his Seto Kaiba, and that is McLaren. They are still the corporate scumbags we love to hate. And the difference is now, they are still... They're the good guys now. Like, they are the most likeable charming team they've ever been their social media is ace their drivers are fantastic and great personalities and you know Carlos Sainz is is like the the world's youngest hip 25 year old dad it's actually quite terrifying seeing that transformation happen in front of us um the winner for the most improved award is McLaren F1 everybody um did we paint the trophy the right color papaya uh, sadly, we had to make do with Magenta. Um, uh, Lando Norris would be here to accept his award, but he's too busy um, raiding the milk cart. Um, no, I think he's making his latest video project, as we learned from the uh, the office debate with him and George and Alice. <laughs> no, no, he's just he's just uh, he's just too busy uh, adding explosions to all his overtakes for the year. Um, if you have not seen the YouTube video well, some, of George Russell, Alex Albon, and Lando Norris in that office, someone has to do it now that Rosberg's retired. 
Yes. <laughs> if you have not seen that video on F1's official YouTube channel, go out of your way to find it. It's hilarious. The best video they've made all year, um, if, I, if I do say so myself. Right, next award on the list. It's the Drive of the Year Award. The award for the singular best race or performance for a driver slash rider. Then the nominees are... Pierre Gasly, the Brazilian Grand Prix 2019 Formula One. Pierre Gasly finishing second in what was, shall we say, an adventurous year for him in Formula One, driving for two different teams and whatnot. Um, but yeah, Pierre Gasly coming good, out dragging Lewis Hamilton in a sprint finish over the line to finish second and his first career podium. Rumor has it he is still screaming into an intercom as we speak. Um, Alex Albon, the Chinese Grand Prix. Of 2019 in Formula 1. Alex Albon in just his third career race. Um, starting from the pit lane after a wrecking Q1. Goes all the way up to finish in the points for Toro Rosso in 10th place. A great drive from the young tie. Yes, it's another McLaren nomination, you folks. You guessed it. It's Carlos Sainz at the Brazilian Grand Prix. And obviously F1 2019. Carlos Sainz who had to start from the back of the grid. And ends up coming all the way to finish. A slightly late, but albeit still counts, podium finish. McLaren's first of its kind in over five years. Um, <laughs> all, the, all the guys that hate McLaren are probably already tuned out of this show by now. <laughs> Nick DeFries winning the uh, Monza feature race. I didn't win the race, but I think he came from the back to finish in third in the Monza feature race in Formula 2, if memory serves. But uh, that's another nomination in there. This is a great nomination. I have to say a big shout-out to Adam Johnson for this one. Carl Kaiser's Indy 500 qualifying run. The Indy 500 in IndyCar. Um, a, a great shout, if I do say so myself. A, a qualifying run from the team that nobody had a prayer on. They had to work so hard to even get their car viable to run in, in their qualifying session and to knock out the juggernaut of Fernando Alonso and McLaren at the last minute um, to, 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 to uh, basically qualify for the 500. A great nomination from our former co-host Adam Johnson there. Um, Felix Rosenquist in mid-Ohio. Arguably the most impressive drive of a rookie in, in that calendar year, not named Colton. Um, and uh, yeah, finishing second. Um, in mid-Ohio and basically punching Scott Dixon and giving him a bloody nose on the final couple of laps. Desperate to try and get his first series win. Didn't quite happen, but one of the most entertaining drivers in IndyCar that calendar year. Shout out to Chris Harley for that nomination. Chase Elliott on the Roval from crashing to winning. A, a great shout there from NASCAR. That was uh, Sam Me on Twitter, so shout out to him. And multiple nominations for the last nominee, Simon Pagino winning the 2019 Indy 500. Um, so, some excellent, excellent nominations there. What jumps off the page to you, fellas? No Yo. Mark Marquez runaways. No Jonathan Ray <laughs> runaways. Shocker. Y'all know no what Lewis I'm going to No Lewis Hamilton pick. runaways. No. Y'all know what I'm picking. Only one performance this year brought me to actual tears. It's true. We saw him. Everyone saw him. <sighs> oh. Simon Pagano dominated that Indy 500. Simon, he... Simon Pagano was Super Saiyan 2 Gohan when Cell powered up and Cell is Alexander Rossi, punches him in the face, and Gohan just stares at him. 
that that pretty much was it. Like Alex Rossi, who was already driving angry after being nearly put in the wall by Oriol Servia, through the house in the final laps of that race to try and beat Simon Pagano, but. Pagano's balls were bigger on that turn three over. I think it was about three to go. Pagano put that move Pagano on turn in the post-race interview said, he was asked, what were you thinking when he passed you with three laps to go? And Simon said, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> what yeah. kind of monster says that? Also, using Joseph Newgarden, teammate at Penske and eventual champion on the year, he used him as a pick to save fuel. That it performance was a... saved yeah. Simon Pagano's job at Penske when at the start of the year we were questioning if he was going to last through the end of the we should, season at we Penske. We should probably amend it. We should probably make it Simon Pagano's month of May. It's not a bad shout. <laughs> also, uh, running Scott Dixon down to the tune of multiple seconds a lap in the pouring rain. And then putting together a pole lap that was a pole run that was just ridiculous. But then on the other hand of the grid, Kyle Kaiser and Junkos Racing—that was a team effort. After riding off their primary car, getting stuck with a road course car, this is a team with only a couple dozen full-time employees. A team that didn't have the budget to see out a full IMSA season, let alone a full IndyCar season. This was only. This was maybe one of their. Maybe their only race appearance of the season, if I'm correct. Kyle Kaiser was not expected to bump Fernando Alonso from the field. And he did. At the expense of my favorite driver, Kyle Kaiser and Junkos Racing, the ultimate underdogs, got on the grid at Indy. If nothing else, he'd already won for that weekend. Yes, he did wreck in the race, but he'd already won the weekend. He'd already become the people's champion of that weekend. He really did. Oh, this King. What do you reckon? Oh God, I I really want to go Kyle Kaiser because I'll never forget the moment of watching Fernando Alonso's last attempt and realizing that Kyle Kaiser had made the race. Oh yeah. <laughs> That was like you, like you could see the pain on Nando's face. Like he, he tried to play it down when he walked off the pit wall, but he was devastated. Like another wasted attempt, and that had to have burned him on the inside. Carl Kaiser's run was phenomenal. Um, I'm, I'm like amazing! I can't believe we're doing this. We're like a twentieth to third run in a Formula One race round Brazil of all places. Probably isn't even a contender here, um, but I, I'm leaning towards this being between Simon Pagano in Indy and Carl Kaiser, and I'm not sure which way to go on this one. Mm. I think. I know what Cam's gonna say. Oh, uh, do I have to get the uh, shot? Uh, I gotta get the shotgun in in response. We, we we already established no prosecco throwing and no shotguns. Where was that <laughs> sign? I signed it. Did you? I wasn't taking any chances. Did you not Ooh. read the signpost upon entering uh, in the limousine? He was too busy getting drunk off prosecco. <laughs> 
King, help me out here. So you reckon Kaiser? Yeah, I reckon Kaiser. I think that was... There was a certain shock, surprise value to it. Yeah. Probably not from the McLaren side of things, but definitely from the <laughs> Wilco side of things. I think, if anything, you know what? Gasly was more, the more shocking outcome of that race, considering, you know, halfway through the season, we thought this dude just could not get it done. Red Bull had left him damaged goods. Then he comes back to Toro Rosso, genuinely does better, and puts it on the podium. Oh, this is so tough. Because, like, because, like, they all make compelling stories. Simon Pagano saved his job with a, with the, a, a perfect month of May, something you may not ever see again. Carl Kaiser was the story of, the, of, of Indy 500's qualifying and bump day. Pierre Gasly was one of the biggest antagonists in a crazy 2019 Formula 1 season, and that was arguably the most emotional moment of the Formula 1 season in general. The team and a driver that had, uh, you know, a driver that had been through so much and, uh, you know, come out of it the other end. But given I've already given two, we've given two awards to McLaren already, I think it's only fair we pick one that goes against him to balance the books a little bit. So, for me, the Individual Driver of the Year award goes to Kyle Kaiser in the Indy 500. Kyle, if for any reason, and, and this extends to anybody at Yonkos, if for any reason you're listening to this, we absolutely hope that something comes up for you in 2020, and we're confident that it will. Don't they, don't they have, like, an IMSA program lined up for next year? I believe they do. Could be fun. I hope it works out for him. Now, a special note for the Rookie of the Year award coming next. There is a nomination list here of seven plus one. Gentlemen, I propose an idea. Because one of the names I don't feel is appropriate for this list, I want to do something greater. I would like to rename the award the Antoine Hubert Rookie of the Year award. If, with your blessing... Yes. Um, yes. Um, of course, he absolutely was a nominee on this list. He had a, an excellent first half of the season in Formula 2 before his life was tragically cut short at, at Spa. And he absolutely would have been a contender on the list with all the other names on here. And yeah. uh, a, a, a salute for Anforn. He's dearly, dearly missed um, amongst us all in, in motorsport. And. Uh, you know, Formula 2 and I think most definitely Formula 1 is a little bit worse without his presence. So we miss the Anfuan and I'd like to rename the award in his honour. So for the first time, the Anfuan Hubert Rookie of the Year Award for 2019. And to lighten the mood, Jason put in brackets, don't put it on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> the nominees are Alex Albon, Toro Rosso slash Red Bull Racing. He's already <laughs> collected one. a Rookie of the Year Award. No kidding. Um, the actual one, a, a Lego trophy, if you look at F1's YouTube account. Maxi Gunfer, Formula E. Um, that's a great nomination there. A couple of top fives chucked in there. Some good performances all around. Formula 1, George Russell. Nominated by Adam Johnson, the uh, unsung hero of Williams F1, even if he had no points to show for it. As, fact. As, uh, a fact. Absolute, absolute hard fact. That uh, he did not score points this year, as uh, Robert Roar, I'm sure, will remind him every time they go out for a drink after this season. 
MotoGP's Fabio Quattararo, arguably the most impressive rookie we've seen in MotoGP since, well, you know who. Uh, Felix Rosenquest, notable, notable nominations for him in the IndyCar series, including a couple of podiums and all-round shitting it up with the big boys on numerous occasions and some fearless overtakes in there as well for good measure. Colton Herter becoming IndyCar's youngest ever pole sitter and race winner in his debut season in the series. And Lando Norris, McLaren F1, an impressive rookie season. Um, you know, just, just crept into 10th in the championship. Um, multiple top sixes, including out-qualifying his uh, very experienced and excellent teammate, Carlos Sainz, who, again, I'm sure will probably be featured later on down the road somewhere. So, uh... A stacked category wait, this, wait, this whoa, year. Wait, whoa, whoa! I think we're forgetting something. Do I need to break out the PowerPoint right now? What's the What's the PowerPoint for? For, for the nominee you did not mention. Who would that be, King? George Russell. Oh no, we did. Mention I mentioned that. George. We did yeah. mention George. You weren't listening, King. It was the third <laughs> name I said. <laughs> Sorry, I, th I thought he would be at the bottom of the list. Sorry. He's already at the bottom of one list. I didn't need to do that to him. King's again. in the sin bin. He's not. He's not been paying attention. He's he's had he's had one too many. Oh, King. Right. Alex Albon, Formula One. Maxi Gunther, Formula E. George Russell, Formula One. Fabio Quattararo, MotoGP. Felix Rosenquist, IndyCar. Colton Herter, IndyCar. Lando Norris, Formula One. Gentlemen, your thoughts. It's very hard being a rookie in any top flight championship. It's hard. Nobody understands. Mm. Again, I think I'm just going to echo what I said last week. I think it's going to be Alex Albon for me. Like, not he, he, was, he was a rookie in Formula 1, but not only with one team, but two teams. This is very true. He was a two-team rookie. He had less testing time than everybody else out there this year, at least. Um, because, again, the drama with him and Formula E... And, and and whatnot, um, you know. So he he was a, he was he was late even coming into the series, and to, to be as impressive as he was, finish, you know, high in the top ten of the championship on debut, very impressive, no doubt about that. And uh, certainly the uh, certainly probably the F one winner. If this was just, if this was just an F one award, which probably eliminates Lando Norris, unfortunately, and George Russell, who were ten very impressive in their own right. It's just a pretty stacked category in general. Um, IndyCar is an interesting one, because like, Colton Herter was stupid good. Yes, he at, was. At, t at times, he was driving like he was a ten-year veteran of the sport. His season was hurt by the fact that, through no fault of his own, his Indy Five Hundred only lasted a few laps. Hmm. This, this, this uh, it's a real shame because I think he could have been in the top five. If if he was if he had he had a car certainly capable of it, and absolutely I think could have gotten up there if it wasn't for again reliability issues. But he dominated you know, oh, the Laguna Seca weekend, just beat straight up them. beat that ass. I'm surprised that didn't make our best performances list. Again, from a 19 year old in his first season. Let's not forget he won his third ever race in the series at, at Circuit just, of the Americas. Indeed, uh, a a brand new track to me. That, that I mean, that was that was ridiculous. 
Um, Colton Hurt is right up there. I, mean, we, we, I think we have to also mention Fabio Quattararo here for basically being the only man that could take the fight to Mark Marquez in the second half of the year. Yeah. Um, Fabio, um, as Vic said, he learned the hard way that you pour in blood, sweat, and tears, and then Mark Marquez passes you on the last lap. But the but fact again, that he could reinforced... even lead Mark Marquez going into the last lap, and he was far and away the fastest Yamaha rider this year. It wasn't even close with, for most of the year. With six pole positions as a rookie, this is very hard. We don't see guys like him, like Marquez, come up in the top class that often. And he's 20. If not for him, we would have seen Mark Marquez take a 10-plus second victory pretty much every race for the second half of the year. Yeah. The only man that was regularly challenging Marquez this season was Fabio Quattararo. Probably more. Only Maverick Vinales I would throw in that hat more frequently. And even then, he's, he was inconsistent in races. Fabio Quattararo had, I want to say, six second places this year. And I believe in all six of them, he was second to Mark Marquez. <laughs> it's it's kind of how life it, works in MotoGP nowadays. Yeah, you race, you race your hearts out, and then you get beaten by Mark over the line. It's it, the the amount of punched fuel tanks over the course of this season must have been infuriating for the poor kid. Um, certainly makes his case for, for you know to be the future of MotoGP, even though the present is a twenty six year old, which is wild to even say the least. How we even got to this point? So, am I right in saying, fellas, it's probably going to be between Colton, Fabio, and Albon here? Yeah, that's what it feels like. Which one of the three do we go with here? Oh, God. You can make a case for any of the three. Though I would say both Fabio and Albon were more consistent over the course of the year than Colton Herta was, despite Colton Herta having two wins. Mm. Are you saying Albon, then? Uh, but I don't know. Fabio... Like, not only Fabio was has been like the first rider in a long time to you know give mark marquez a run for his money on multiple occasions over the course of a season but he was a rookie on top of that yeah for me and i know because our dear friend back with us back with our family zoe hamilton was screaming to the high heavens that colton herta got robbed because yes the autosport awards is kind of an F1-centric party in a lot of ways. And yes, Colton Hurd at times was inconsistent, but his peaks were so, so high that they made the Valleys worth it. And he's only mm. 19 in a series that is notoriously brutal on rookies. Ask Joseph Newgarden. Mm. Cam, what do you reckon? For me, it's got to be Fabio. Fabio was so good this year, and he was probably the least hyped rookie. He was. Yeah, everyone was. I... Uh, everyone was hyping up Banyaya, and his teammate, and um, Fabio's teammate, Franco Morbidelli. He absolutely blew them out of the water. He, he did, and that's who this winner's going to be, because I'm also going to say Fabio Quattararo, and and he was sensational in MotoGP this year. This series chews up young talent and spits them out. And, like, if sometimes this series gets a bad rap for promoting talent too quickly, sometimes. 
Um, we've had stories of guys like Jack Miller who you know, jumped up two classes. And it took him four or five years to really find himself. But luckily, people stuck by him and he had the confidence. And look at him now. He's a top seven or eight rider in the field and then multiple podiums this year. Uh, going to have a great season, Jack Miller, by, by all accounts. And who doesn't love Jack Miller anyway? He's great. Um, but for me, the Anfon Rubert Rookie of the Year winner is Fabio Quattararo for Petronas Yamaha in MotoGP. A fantastic talent. Um, six second place finishes. I think... I think Five pole positions as well. His raw speed is sensational. Um, and for a 20-year-old rookie to be this quick, this early, on a bike that nobody thought was going to be this good early on, um, you know, again, like legitimately challenging Vinales and Valentino, guys with tons of talent and experience, in essentially a bike that's not getting the same level of backing and support is a phenomenal job. And... Uh, yeah, a great season. And hey, it goes to a fe- the award goes to a fellow Frenchman, which I think is also a very nice touch. And also... The Anfon Rubert yeah, Rookie of the Year yes, goes, uh, goes to as, Fabio Cotoraro. Yeah, just, uh, just as well as we're recording this, it was mm. also made uh, to our attention that the FIA has introduced their own Antoine Hubert Award for their Rookie of the Year in Formula 2, which went to Juan Yu Zhao of Uni Virtuosi Racing. A lovely touch from from Formula 2 and the FIA. Um, by all accounts, that's a lovely idea. So for the first time, the Anfon Hubert Rookie of the Year Award goes to Fabio Quattararo in MotoGP. Now to lower the tone. Uh, get ready for the ice bar, folks, because it's time for the Floppy Award. The Floppy Award for the biggest disappointment of the year. Um, oh, Lord. The Adam Johnson Special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun one. I've, I've just seen the nominee list. Oh, this is going to be classic. Okay, the nominees are Formula One's 1,000th race. A race where their idea of legendary was having Karun Chanhok on a Legends photo shoot. Uh, nothing else was worth, Nothing else of value was, was, was gained or lost. Um, Sergio Perez's pizza at the Italian Grand Prix... Because what possessed him to think having chips and tuna on a pizza was a good idea? Uh, almost, the safety cars. Almost, uh, the Le Mans 20... <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I was hoping you would forget. Uh, the safety cars at the Le Mans 24 hours for generally being a hot mess. Um, <laughs> this is a great nomination from Jason. Helio Castroneves for admitting finally after all these years he dyed his hair. A big disappointment, I think you'd all agree. Um, <laughs> who nominated that? Hang on. James Calantis nominates the entirety of Williams Racing for the 2019 season, which is also very fair indeed. There was expectations um, for Williams. This is also true. Um, Sebastian Bourdais for having no top five finishes after Barber. Chris oh. DeHarley out here throwing salt. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, Hawk. Actually, two more. Sorry, Jorge Lorenzo for his worst season ever, nominated by Sam Me on Twitter, oh, which, which, would, which would ultimately lead to his retirement from MotoGP, and <laughs> multiple nominations for. And you thought we forgot about him, didn't you? The entirety of Scuderia Ferrari in 2019, brackets from Jason, especially in Catalonia, Russia, and Brazil. 
Your floppy award nominations one more time. Formula One's 1,000th race. Sergio Perez's choice of pizza. Le Mans safety cars. Helio's hair tactics. Williams racing. Seb Bourdais. Jorge Lorenzo. And the entirety of Ferrari. Good luck with this one, fellas. This is a stacked class, I'll tell you what. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Where do you start on this one? Sergio Perez should be banned from eating pizza. Agreed. Jorge Lorenzo had a season where we thought he would struggle a bit, but we didn't expect this. And in fairness to Lorenzo, you know, he was he was beat up going into the season and it got worse. This year broke the man. He broke his back. And I mean no matter no matter how no matter how much you condition yourself physically, no matter how much you throw at your sport, if you break your back and you know, the thought is that he came a lot closer to the wheelchair than he ever let the public know. Mm -hmm. I almost can't blame him for the, how bad his season got. I, I would feel guilty giving this award to Jorge Lorenzo because yeah. I wouldn't say his season was disappointing. I would say it was more sad than anything else. I don't think a lot of things... I don't think Jorge himself was ultimately fully responsible for his bad season. I think it was a combination of a lot of factors. I think Ducati was wrong to sack him. I think going to a Honda built with only one person's weaknesses in mind was always going to be a challenge for him. Um, I don't like how Honda is run as a team. And he ultimately the beginning of the end came through an enormous injury and i yeah. don't feel quite comfortable giving that to lorenzo no as a disappointment yeah, as, um, you know who i would se. feel comfortable giving it to the 1000th formula one grand prix and a track that that most of the time actually produces good racing and it didn't all we got out of race 1000 were a few parade laps a legends panel were dubious inclusions Albert Zalpon went from the back of the grid to the points, and that's it. The most noteworthy thing was some special decals. Some yep. special decals and a bread bottle for champagne to spray oh, on the podium. And we learned, when Lewis we learned, hmm, maybe the SF90 does have some problems. Great speaking segue. Of red bottle. Speaking of red bottle, folks. Oh, yeah. Ferrari, take your pick. Take your pick of what we want to describe them as a disappointment with. Oh, God. Do tell. I mean, what a mess. Um, Refer to our season review. <laughs> Do we even need to add, like, any more on top of that, really, than yeah. what we said last week during the season review? Right, time to I go mean... grab another Arctic summer and go out on the deck. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're not doing this. Not again. No, okay. I can't, my heart can't take it. Now, okay. Do we go for an actual winner, i.e. Ferrari? Or do we dare go for a joke winner here? Because, dear God, Checo's pizza is up, the, is up there. I think the pizza. The pizza. Oh, it's Oof. so fucking cursed. Who puts 
fucking tuna on a pizza. An oily, rank-smelling fish. And if you're listening, and you're like, oh, that sounds pretty good, I hope you're offended that we're saying it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. Like, look, you put chip chips are a side dish. You don't put them on top uh, of a chi- pizza. Chips are... It's bad. It's not Armageddon. Putting tuna on a pizza is Armageddon. Yeah, just no. Just no in every way. Why is Sasha reposted it in the Discord? Oh, God. Avert <laughs> your we, eyes. Because we needed a visual reminder. For this non-visual <laughs> medium. Really? I have actually <laughs> deleted it via mod. Um, uh, I don't oh, normally oh, do that. Mind. Keep in mind as well, he got this pizza in Italy. <laughs> What of all the food you can Some, have in Italy? Somebody why? get somebody somebody get Italy its man. So the winner of this award is Sergio Perez's pizza at the Italian Grand Prix. I cannot stand uh, like, like this is a violation of, of human rights. Oh for God's sake, who's playing that? <laughs> RJ. <laughs> Uh, this is this is now the uh, the official anthem of the authorized neutral athletes that will be competing in the Formula One next season. Oh, oh God! <laughs> this was posted at the same time that that Vince in the Discord put a picture of candy corn pizza. No, but candy the thing corn is, deep dish pizza. Oh, that there I is hate, there is I layers to this curse. But I the thing is, that's a that way. is a joke pizza. This was an actual, honest to god pizza that Sergio. This ordered. is something they served in a fucking restaurant. Like, what an abomination! Who agreed and, to make this? I I want to meet the Italian that agreed with this because I want to fight him. Like, <laughs> ugh. Just I just want to I just want to see him as he's putting the pizza in the oven. I run up and I punch him in the face. Um, <laughs> just. I'll be doing everybody in there a service. Um, and I would do it again. Uh, t- right, the next award. It's the Boomer favourite. It's the Participation Trophy Award. For the driver, rider, or team who was literally just there. Um, Honda in World Superbikes has been nominated for this. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Fair. Better days big, are big coming, yikes. but big yikes. Big yikes. Honda, let's... Leon Camier deserves better. That is all I will say. Honda and World Katie... Superbike are just as trash as they are dominant in MotoGP. Uh, King will love this next. King will love this next nomination. KTM, all of it. <laughs> um... <laughs> King, you've had a very hard day for reasons we won't get into <laughs> on the show, but the, the MotoGP team. Polis. Yeah, they were just there. They were, they Paul were, and they were so smooth. just there that Johan Zarka was like, what if I get fired, then go to a team that's better? Arguably, that was the highlight of their entire season. <laughs> oh, God. Sod Paul Espago is front row at Misano. Yeah, Johan Zarko quitting on his team halfway through. Gotta love it. AJ Foyt Racing. <laughs> Nominated by Henry Chapman. AJ Foyt, who continues to just exist. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> and all those people that are debating the pizza in the Discord, pineapple on pizza is terrible. Go away. Agreed. Um, 
Also nominated by Adam Johnson, the World Touring Car Cup. Oh, WTCR was hot trash this year. So trash Isn't that they're now having a manufacturer exodus. Pretty much. Um, uh, didn't Audi say they're quitting a couple of days Audi ago? Audi are indeed yeah. quitting. And Volkswagen were just like, actually, petrol cars are they're they're so last year. Yeah, we're just gonna basically uh, stick to electric motorsports and non-petrol stuff instead. Lovely. Which, yeah, which for, for no short reason. Tour. For for no legal reasons whatsoever. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. <clears throat> yeah. The Alfa Romeo Formula One team, nominated by Jeff for stopping all the progress halfway through until Brazil. <laughs> hey, they, had, they led a race this year. That's harsh. Uh, oh, Chris DeHaye nominated this one. Marco Andretti. Oh, no. Do I even need to add any more to that? <laughs> it, it, is Zoe not around? No? Good. Yeah, Marco Andretti. Um... <laughs> this is a fun nomination from uh, Sock, aka Zale, on Twitter. Sean Galeal, Formula Two, Ooh. host of all the chicken jokes, and another case of multiple nominations. Williams, <laughs> Williams F1 team is determined to win an award tonight. Uh, rubber stamp this one on Williams. They were just nowhere. Ah. Uh... They- they were just there. They really were just Powerful there. To survive. Uh, I kind of want to give it to Honda and World Superbike. I do too. For... I, like, KTM was a little too good to get this award. Brad Binder did have an excellent season. Miguel Oliveira was very impressive in MotoGP until he got hurt in Australia. And Paul Spagaro is a very, very good bike rider. I don't... I. I feel harsh giving that to KTM. It's kind of the problem with KTM, no, the, where the the riders were good, but the bike yeah, was yeah. So that's bad. the thing. No matter how <laughs> yeah, that's, good that's a very the rest good point. of everything was, the bike undid all that good work. Wait, wait, and let's not forget as well. KTM are also quitting Moto Two as a chassis provider, <laughs> and their management was a hot mess this year. To the point where they're giving Ike Laquona a seat for next year. I think is with on second Williams. four. The thing is with, I, might take, I might take back what I said about KTM. I'm carry on, Cam. My thing <laughs> is with Williams is that they were so bad it was noteworthy. Whereas, uh, yeah, y- you know, and, and same thing, I was actually going to nominate Haas, but then I realized Haas was like, while Haas was bad, Haas they were a also mess. a fucking, like, a burning field of a mess. You couldn't really miss the conflagration. They were they they weren't mediocre. They were just bad. They were noteworthy for being bad. They were so much worse compared to last year. It's not even funny. Mm. Like kind like, of like Foyt Enterprises and IndyCar, who are now legitimately on a year-to-year basis worse than Dale Coin Racing, a team that just fired Sebastian Bourdais and went through a gauntlet of who the fuck is that pay drivers in the in the trough of the open wheel split. <laughs> There's a compelling case for a lot of people here. Like the World Touring Car Cup was complete trash. Marco Andretti, I don't know how he's still here. Um, <laughs> well, did you actually know, we know exactly why he he's still his here. Seat. Dre, Dre, did you not did you see by the way that uh Marco posted a picture of his private jet on Instagram and Colton was just like, Can I can you write this can you write it in a, your will that I get the private jet? And Marco's just like, Relax, Colton, I'm not that old. 
Marco's like 32 now, isn't he? <laughs> the most noteworthy thing. another 10 years of this. Marco Andretti had one noteworthy thing happen all year. That's he had a pretty cool livery for the 500. That helps. That really is it. I'm going to have to push for some names here, folks. Ugh. For being just the right level of mediocre, I kind of want to say Marco here. I'm inclined if Marco to agree. Didn't, uh, if Marco didn't half, like, basically fund his own seat, he wouldn't be in the series right now. Fair. I'm going to go with Marco as well. We could uh, rename this the Marco Andretti Award, sadly. <laughs> Zoe would kill me if I, if I, if I did that. Uh, I'm not that mean, but no. The winner of the Floppy Award for 2019, it's Marco Andretti, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! The Floppy Award goes to Marco Andretti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It's it's never a good sign when you're arguably the worst driver in a team that's got your name on the door. Um, but not bad enough to everyone to, to push for a second, but just bad enough where we all can call out how mediocre he is. Right, this is a fun one. Team of the year. Ooh. The best team of 2019 in motorsport this year. The nominees are McLaren F1 team. Yes, you're all shocked. <laughs> McLaren, the redemption story of the year. Uh, finishing fourth in the F1 Constructors Championship this year. MotoGP and Repsol Honda, although apparently a line's just been put through it. It just says Mark Marquez instead. Um, Not wrong. <laughs> Mark Marquez, Repsol Honda, whose team won the Triple Crown in MotoGP this year. Team. Mark Marquez winning the Riders title. Well, I, I put team in inverted commas here. Um, but uh, yes, Repsol Honda in MotoGP for their Triple Crown in the top flight of the sports. You guessed it, Mercedes AMG Patronus Motorsport for their sixth consecutive double double, um, winning the all. drivers and the constructors championship in Formula One, uh, with, with the fifth Lewis Hamilton winning the drivers title. Kawasaki Racing Team in World Superbikes, uh, not so great in the first half of the year, but uh, beat them down in the second half of the year as Alvaro Bautista made mistakes and Jonathan Ray continued his reign of terror with his fifth consecutive. Um, his fifth consecutive um, world championship with Kawasaki also winning the manufacturer's title and having top independent as well with top Gatti Yoglu in the Pachetti teams. As a manufacturer, Kawasaki absolutely dominant in Superbikes this year. Um, Porsche GT in WEC. The Porsche GT team gets a nomination there. That was from Vagilis Kalamensis actually nominated that one. Hey. To this on that one. Nice show. Joe Gibbs Racing in NASCAR by Henry Chapman, nominated for him there. And Team Penske got multiple nominations as well for IndyCar for basically winning everything in IndyCar that mattered this year. Um, obviously, Simon Pagano winning the 500, Joseph Newgarden winning the series title. It's Penske for me. It's Penske. Not only did they win everything in IndyCar, they put together one of the most dominant supercars campaigns with a little bit of controversy, but who's counting? Uh, their NASCAR nice. team was successful. They won the IMSA Premier Class Championship. Anything that they set their mind out to to compete in and dominate, they damn well the did it. The man bought the sport. 
The man bought the sport. The Nothing is more dominant than that. I think I oh, made my case. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the accolades for Team Penske this year, they're always impressive, but yes, this year they were especially impressive. The whole month of May, check. IMSA championship and multiple race wins, check. The Literally the most dominant supercars campaign ever, as RJ alluded to. Is, uh... Is, is this going to be a unanimous vote for Team Penske, then? It sounds like it. Yes, yes. I also... I'm also going for Penske. Because how the fuck... How could they, you... How, how could you not? How the fuck have they not won this before? That's a very good question. It is a very good question. Penske stood out and pr- pretty much won every major series they had a major say in. And their owner... And and then owner then the owner just bought out the goddamn sport to put the cherry on top. As, as kind of says goes. it all. You pour in blood, sweat, and tears, and then you lose to Penske. Which is why yeah, this trophy um, is filled with blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> Delicious. I'm not going to waste any more time I on that it was one. Up with melted second down, second place trophies from Alexander Rossi. <laughs> oh, that's mean. I love it. Um, I'm not going to waste any more time on that one. Team of the year goes to Team Penske. Um, Roger would be here to collect it, but he's currently trying to buy out Motorsport 101 as we speak. Um, oh, I'll happily take a buy. I, for one, welcome our new overlord. <laughs> Silence. We're independent like that. That's how we stand. Everyone loves the independence. Look at Jack Miller. It's a fun time. <laughs> We're Motorsport 101, and welcome to Jackass, or something. More on that later. Save of the year coming up next on this one. The Save of the Year Award, awarded for the best save from a crash or fall on both cars and bikes. The nominees are Jack Miller at Silverstone in MotoGP. You may have missed this one, but you may have seen it as well. Stephen Odendahl in Bruno. In, uh, I believe that was Moto2 he had that, where he almost flipped over the... Flipped over the handlebars and somehow kept it afloat at Bruneau. That was an incredible save. John McPhee in Catalonia in Moto3. Um, Alex Marquez at Mategi. Oh, Dear Lord. I'm, I'm just going to repost it in the chat so everyone can enjoy it one more time. Oh, yes. It, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beauty. It really is. Um, it is, it is in the an words unreal of the save. announcer. That's a massive question. No, it isn't. <laughs> he's, he, it's a very wet Mategi. He's he's gonna have a high side. You think it's gonna be curtains for him? He somehow maintains control and slides to the bike to a stop, going over the line. Um, and this is in a 140 horsepower Moto Two bike that can go at 185 miles an hour. Um, Alex Marquez, super fuming on that one. And then you remember they actually practice this sort of thing in dirt track. Playing four-dimensional chess, those Marquez brothers. Domi Agata at Philip Island, which is a great shout as well, because like it was one that was only picked up, I believe, on the circuit CCTV cameras oh, yeah. originally. The yeah, TV, just, the life, the life feed missed it, but there's pictures. The man basically, there's pictures yeah, of like, it where you the just man basically. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to give a, a, a shout out to James Canton nominating this one because. You look at the pictures, and Dominique Agata looks like he's going full Travis Pastrana, and he's basically upside down in his own motorcycle. It's it's ludicrous. Like, if anyone wants to put it in the Discord, feel free, but it is... 
It is a ludicrous save. It really is. Um, Alex Rossi at Texas. Um, oh, God, yes. <laughs> Screaming in the distance. A ridiculous save um, in Texas on that one. Carl was almost sideways and somehow didn't put it in the wall. Um, very impressive indeed. I don't know how he, how he quite pulled that off. Um, yeah, like, again, thanks a lot for putting the links in the chat. Like, Dominic Agnes, if you see it on the live shot, he's upside down. <laughs> he is upside down going over, thinking he's going to go over the bike, and somehow he saves it. I don't understand that. Dominic Agnes, you think, like, wait, is he supposed to be on the bike? Dominique Aggard are picking up the silver in freestyle motocross. Yes, uh, Alex Rossi wants to put the save in there. This one again at Texas. Um, I, again, I don't quite know how he pulled it. There's contact between them. And somehow, yes, he has to veer to the inside lane at Texas. And again, virtually sideways, somehow saves it. He's got a knack for that, Alex Rossi. It's no longer a fluke anymore. Um, Robert McGinnis and Toby Sowry at the Freedom 100, who somehow didn't crash. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. And the last nominee, again, nominated by Sock himself, Mark Marquez at Le Mans, with the perfect quote in the world from Matt Oxley during Friday practice. Oh, yeah. He didn't crash. He didn't crash. He, he didn't, didn't fall off. He, did he didn't fall he, off. He, he didn't fall off. He didn't fucking fall off. What the actual <laughs> right. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> There is a picture of him at France with the bike virtually sideways. It's on the ground. The bike is it's down. It's on the ground. If, if, you, if you didn't know any better, you're thinking that's the middle of a crash. Somehow, he, he, he didn't fall off. I, I don't understand. Now, fellas, I think, it's, I think it's down to three. I think it's Alex Marquez, Domi Agata, and I, I want to say Alex Rossi in Texas. Uh, for me, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I think it's. I think it might be Alex Marquez just on the commentary call alone. I think it's Alexander Rossi, considering that there was zero margin of error. If he doesn't avoid that crash and avoid spinning out, he is having a 200 plus mile an hour wipeout at one of the most dangerous tracks of the IndyCar calendar. In a multi-car accident. It's up there. I, I love the visual image of Domi Agata basically being upside down on a bike. I almost kind of want to give it that, but I also love the fact that this was such a spectacular save for Alex Marquez. BT Sport legitimately turned it into a commercial for its own channel. And they, if you've ever seen it, but they've actually photoshopped it and drew in a Superman cape um, as he's <laughs> flying in midair. It's, it's, it's perfect. It really is. Um, so, what do you reckon, guys? It is a tough one. This is, it is a tough one. I gotta give it to Alex Marquez. Just that call. RJ? Mm, Rossi for me, but some of these damn bike saves are just... They're beyond words. As, like, we're getting to the point with bike saves where you almost can't include car saves anymore. Yeah, it's just so spectacular. One, one involves a human flying off of a, a missile. Mm. King? Uh... 
I'm gonna go with Dominique Agator because man, watching that live, I literally thought he was gonna get thrown in front of his own motorcycle. <laughs> it would have been a spectacular accident if it wasn't for that. Ugh. Mm. I don't know. Costing votes going to me here by the looks of it. Um, are we gonna have to cut the trophy in half? Mm. I can't split them. Not even if you just split it on the low side and the high side. In fitting uh, fashion for this award. I see what you did there. Um, I'm going to give it to Alex Marquez in Japan. Because I think the fact it was in wet weather conditions as well um, oh, yeah. is... Even more hazardous. Also, in the quite words frankly. of our, in the words of NASCAR commentary, championship implications. Oh god, yeah. Like to be fair, that that was one of two mega saves he had at that same weekend in Mategi. It was wild to say the least. Um, it was a wild one. I'm gonna give I'm, by a by a whisker. I will give it to Alex Marquez um, on that one. So Alex Marquez at Mategi, save of the year, everybody. His award will be given by Peter Schmeichel of Manchester United. Right. Next up, the Beat Him Down Award for excellence. The most impressive thing done on two or four wheels this year. This should be good. The nominees are Simon Pagano's entire month of May. Cam Buckley smiles in the distance. <laughs> Say no more. Pole, race win... Dominates Indy 500 and wins. Say no more. Alex Rossi at Long Beach. Oh yeah. It really is a sec. It really is a second home at this point. Uh, man is out here doing the Lord's work. Um, he, he just dominates Long Beach. He's done it for the second consecutive year and did it in dominating fashion. Takuma Sato at Barber. Now that's a little low key shout there. Underrated oh, drive that. Very much so. Takuma Sato in Alabama. Certainly worth a mention. Um, Marquez's plap at Bruno. Oh, good um, lord. <laughs> the single biggest balls moment I maybe have ever seen in MotoGP. I think maybe the single greatest qualifying lap I have ever seen in all of motor racing. On a drying ever. track by margin of two and a half seconds. Yeah, which Jack Miller immediately tried to replicate and crashed. Like on in in low grip conditions, Mark Marquez is absolutely untouchable. Uh, like by anyone in any era ever. <laughs> and, and that was the exclamation point. He he did it so he beat him down so hard. His two best qualifying laps were uh, <laughs> were good enough for pole position. He was on pole by two and a half seconds. And I was in awe so much, I woke up my sleeping ex-girlfriend next to me. <laughs> the jokes write themselves. Um, Mercedes Formula One team, because of course they're in there. Because, you know, Merck's in 2019, because of course there are. Uh, shout out to Rezzy, who nominated Mark Marquez's entire 2019 season. Arguably the most statistically greatest MotoGP season ever witnessed. Uh, Mazda Team Yost in Watkins Glen from Chris DeHarley nominating that one. 
Um, and Penske and Supercars. That got multiple nominations as well. Um, this is tough. First of all, do we want to give this to an entire season or do we want to give it for one individual performance? I think the in I think the whole season we can kind of go with with our you know drive of the year team and we've already gone into a team of the year, mm. so it might be better to give it to an individual. And I'm thinking Marquez's Bruno pole lap, which was just absolutely outrageous. <laughs> I uh, y'all know what I'm picking, and, and as much as that is the single best pole lap I've ever seen in any form of racing two or four wheels um I have take your nuts off Pagano's head for god's sake I shall not I shall not you cannot make me that month of May was insane the most dominant King? 500 performance in the modern era mm, gosh part of me if we're going off of individual performances I was thinking Alexander Rossi, but then I also remember, like, it's... Sometimes it is pretty damn easy to lead White's the flag at Long Beach. Not that it lessens yeah. the achievement, but, you know, there is still a higher mm-hmm. degree of difficulty for what Mark Marquez did on a drying track. <laughs> oh, God, I've been really thinking this one over. And... Uh... <clears throat> I, re- I really got to agree with Cam, with Simon Pagano and his holy dominant month of May. Trust King to back his, 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 his fellow French friend. Um, <laughs> Mazda's this not is a, a tough bad one. shout either, because a, a, mm. a team that has long been the laughing stock of the premier class of the IMSA Sports Car Championship um, not only finds its winning ways, but straight up dominates one of its Grand Slam endurance events. I I would I would be more supportive of that if they hadn't chained an elephant to the back of the Acuras and Cadillacs to give them that. Oh, will you stop? What <laughs> am I wrong? You're not wrong, which is why, you know, I've looked at the same thing with supercars. You know, it's it's an amazing achievement, but there are also some question marks, some reservations that will be had mm. about, you Indeed. know, especially the way that the Bathurst 1000 played out. They were going to take away Scott's trophy, but they were at least going to punish the team for team tactics and running an illegal qualifying engine. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, it costs you some points. Two votes. Two votes for Pagano's month of May. Two votes for Mark Marquez. I would have gone for Marquez's poll lap. Hmm discord what do you reckon for the first time give... this is a democracy the rare dem- democratic vote remember tomorrow as of time of recording is the general election <laughs> I-, I thought i'd be charitable this time around you know what i've seen i've seen four votes go for it it's going to be mark marquez's poll app at bruno um arguably the single greatest qualifying lap of the modern of modern day motorsport period quite frankly i I can't even Uh, be mad at that the lap was so insane i can't even be mad it was legitimately jaw-dropping i had to get up and leave the room i think that is our era's uh 
Senna at Monaco in 88. Pretty much. Pretty much. The beat him down award goes to Mark Marquez's pole lap at Bruneau 2019. The, and arguably the single most ridiculous qualifying lap ever seen. And uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it already, um, although to be fair, I love that, I love that uh, Vic put the 2016 clip in this in there, not the 2019. Good, good try though, good try though Vic, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Marquez's pole up at Bruneau gets the Beat Him Down Award of the Year. Next up is the Shoot Your Shots Award for the most repetitive thing in motorsport in 2019. Oh boy, and in motorsport media, there is no shortage of tired media narratives. The nominees are Marquez wins, lol. <laughs> Every time Kevin Magnuson and Romain Grosjean hit each other. <laughs> I thought this was a fun one. Every time Dre was forced to explain the Mahias rule. <laughs> Oh, very good, very good. Every time there's an Alonso back to F1 rumor, <laughs> Vagilis, very good, very good. Um, <laughs> nominated by James, Scotty wins. Lol. <laughs> Every time Scott Dixon wins something, uh, I thought, I thought uh, Scotty McLaughlin. <sighs> That's actually a very. It, 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 it's, it's effectively the same thing, really, isn't it? At this point. Uh, Every time Ragunathan got a penalty, which was vast and extensive. Shout out to Evan on Twitter for these next two. That one and everyone saying Ferrari will challenge after preseason. <laughs> um, and finally, Chris DeHarde with every time Mercedes got a 1-2 finish in F1. Ferraris are red. Toro Rosso's are blue. The competition is faster. Mercedes 1-2. What do you reckon, boys? Mm. I, I, I don't Would know. it be too vain to go with the Mahias rule on this one? No, I don't not think at all. you're. Considering the events of the Suzuka eight hours this year, I don't think so. No, that that was a spectacular ending. Like, just how can you disqualify us? The rule doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> That was Kawasaki's claim. And they were actually right. <sighs> yes, the highest rule incident happened in the in the what was the final lap of the Suzuka 8 hours on a dry track. Jonathan Ray bins it with with with, with five minutes to go before the finish. No, it was, not, it was one, one of the bikes grenaded dark... an engine. Yeah, it was a Suzuki that a Suzuki dumped oil on the track. The rate was starting to spit down with rain. Um, basically, Jonathan Ray had cr was the first real dummy in there. He crashed it with five minutes left. The race was red flagged, but due to the five-minute rule, the Yamaha was given the win until Kawasaki protested the finish and said, wait, we checked the regulations. This rule doesn't exist. And the, the, the students looked at it. They were like, oh, shit, Kawasaki's right, and then gave them the win back because on red flags, you go back a lap on count back. I'd like to give an honorable mention. Um... NBC Sports deep throating Santino Ferrucci at every chance they got. God, I'm surprised that didn't even make the list. I'm very but surprised that you. wasn't nominated. But I'll tell you, um, of the list of nominees that we got, it's gotta be the constant, never-ending cycle of this is Ferrari's year, and then it's not. Just, the, it, the, it, I think the bigger thing was that 
the person specified preseason. We had it basically at every other race. Oh, the Ferrari's going to be good at this track. And then they finished 40 seconds off the pace. Singapore, everybody. Yeah, it goes no, beyond Singapore the preseason. We screamed Why, in Hungary. <laughs> oh, God. King, also, you got any thoughts here? Ragunathan, penalty points. Oh, God. Oh, my Lord. How? How does he have a job? Two race bans over the course of a season. One of which he can't That's even serve because the rule doesn't really account for someone taking two race bans. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Mahavir made my year. He added the, he had a little extra spice of formula. Is that what we call it now? <laughs> Dare I say it? I might agree. So, what do you reckon, King? Uh, Mahavir getting all them penalty points every goddamn race. Mahavir Rangunathan making every Formula One, Formula Two slash GP Two punchline driver to date. Your Sean Galales, your Johnny Chicago Juniors, your Sergio Canamasses look like oh. Seta in their prime. By comparison, diddle, oh. and we actually handled it a lot better as fans than we did in the days of Chicago and Canamasses. Scary stuff. Um, now, let's be real here, real here. For the most part, a lot nicer people generally tune into Formula 2. Formula 2 is a much smaller fan well, that, base and than Formula All we really did all year That's with true. Mahavir was just meme him constantly. Yep. That was James's fault, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag blame James. So we saying Ragunathan, then? I'll go with Ragunathan. Because he's not going to collect any other trophies this year. Sure. Because, because sure. we're not the Boss GP Awards game. <laughs> the winner of your sh to shoot your shot award every time, Ragunathan, got a penalty. You'll you hate to see it. Ooh, big one next up. The Series of the Year Award. The best racing series of 2019. Six nominees here. IMSA. MotoGP. Moto3. The British Touring Car Championship, IndyCar, and Super Formula. Fight amongst yourselves here, folks. Super Formula had seven different race winners, including three first-time winners in a consecutive streak of three different races. Seven different winners in as many races all season. And the new car is just, it's, it's so good. The new car really is good. See, that's the funny thing. From a bike standpoint, these weren't amazing MotoGP or Moto3 seasons. In fact, I don't think any particular series was spectacular. I'd argue Moto2 somehow might have actually been the best of the three because of how streaky the whole season was. Mm -hmm. It was a, it, a lot of that season was a matter of who got hot at the right time, and it was Alex Marquez's streak that was a little bit longer at the end, the, uh, in the middle of the season, that ended up winning in the title. Augusto Fernandez, Lorenzo Baldazzari at one point, Brad Binder at the end, all had claims to winning the title. Jorge Navarro was up there as well as just being consistent throughout the entire year. You know, Thomas Lutie still had a viable title threat for the majority of the season. He's never winning the big one, poor fella. Um, but there's absolutely a, a case for, Mo for Moto2, I'd say, over Moto3 and GP. Moto3 was fun, as it usually was, to watch. But 
from a title standpoint narrative, like, can its awful luck at the end of the season ruined what could have been an excellent title fight? Um, and Lorenzo Dallaporta ended up running away with it at the end of the year, which For was a bit of a three, shame. It's really not so much about the title sometimes, so much as it mm. is the absolute batshit insane uh every race for the lead every race is a talladega pack race but on motorcycles (laughs) um Mm. i would love to say imsa but it kind of hurts that two of their huge marquee events to kick off the year well they were run underwater (laughs) we only really got a daytona 14 hours this year Oh, oh, don't worry. The The end of it was totally worth it. Oh, sir. We, we got to go We got to go to a burned-down IHOP. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought you were talking about the, the Rolex 24, Mr. Alonzo fan. No, um, Petit Lama was so good, even if Pipo Durrani is still dead to me. Poop. Poop Durrani. Poop and driving him against GT cars. But, uh... He's so salty. Uh, I watched it happen in front of me. My own eyes. Uh, but, and that was the best part. IndyCar was IndyCar was good this year. IndyCar was good. IndyCar was, was, was a solid at least a three and a half to four most of the weekends. It was. It certainly was. And I think IndyCar um, just lacked that one, one or two, like, what the fuck is happening out of ten races we usually get. They were all pretty good. 500 was certainly up there. You don't know the half of it, Dre. Well, don't I now? <laughs> Captain, I bawled my eyes out on the live broadcast. Don't worry. It's, it's not a one-man club this year when it comes to my live shows. <laughs> Help me. Um, Super Formula I've got to mention. I know the Discord is screaming... You know, World Rallycross deserving a mention, and the W Series deserving a mention as well, which both had their moments too. I personally, of the list, would probably say IndyCar. I only with that. For, cons- for consistency and for you know, a, a very, very good marquee feature race that had a lot of compelling stories all the way through. Any disagreements? I, I can go with that. I have no disagreements. No? No. No. It IndyCar is our series of the year for 2019. Hooray! Woo. It's oh, and Jason's just pushed the klaxon that says this is a special award, and this is a, this is a special award of Jason's creation that I will honour. It's called the Please Log Off Award. Oh it is the special, my god! It is the special award for the biggest disservice to Twitter and the Formula One team. This is a institution that uh, you know has decided to uh, try to tarnish many sports' good name uh, via smear attacks, use of Photoshop, use of Microsoft Paint, um, and a Formula One team that basically put the sport put their team into distribute for somewhat of a of a difficult period. We've mocked them, we've rinsed them. They've been a feeding frenzy for a money laundering scheme posing as an energy drink company. Um, the please log off special award goes to Rich Energy, ladies and now, gentlemen. Now, now, hold up, hold up. Now, Rich Energy has had many transgressions this year against many people. 
Uh-huh. But do we know if William Story is an actual fucking transphobe? <sighs> yeah. Because uh, Mark Webber. Hmm. Yeah, that one got personal with you, Trey. Ooh. I thought that was too self-indulgent to mention. But Jason was promised it will come up later. It's just, just trust me on this one. Also, honorable okay. mention to Red Bull for inviting Boris over to the team. Fucking embarrassing. Like, as Hazel Southall quite rightly pointed out, you doing an interview with Robert Peston at Honda and Red Bull Racing HQ when Honda themselves are closing a factory in the UK that's producing their cars due to Brexit. Um, you look like a fucking joke, quite frankly. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, Boris gets an honourable mention there. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll nominate him next year. But hey, the special Please Log Off Award goes to Rich Energy. Drink the now, rich. Next up is the Never Log Off Award for formerly awarded for the best meme, but now also for all the funny moments. The nominees are Porsche's Formula E reveal. King, you know the catchphrase. Oh, GG gamers. GG. The last lap of Q3 at Monza in Formula One. <laughs> Where it turned into a cycling sprint race at a velodrome until everybody ran out of time. GG. You're all embarrassed. Uh, this is a great underrated shout. Formula E in Rome, I believe. Panasonic Jaguar Racing's premature celebration. We got a Jacobellis moment, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one? <laughs> oh God. Oh no, that that was not Rome. I believe wasn't that Mexico City. Might have been. I want to say it was Rome because it was raining, wasn't it? I think it was. And raining. then and then and then Lotzer and Mitch Evans had the fight for the win during the race itself. I could be wrong, but I think it was Rome. Oh yeah, Mexico City is when uh, when they ran out on the line and lost. Oh, well, I see. <laughs> Take your pick. Of words, failures. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, yeah, actually, uh, yeah. So yeah, the yeah, the the Jacobellis moments, if you like to call it, on this show. Jaggy was racing premature celebration in Formula E. Brandon Gohan's this is Talladega moment. Oh dear. <sighs> Colton Herter arriving at the Indy 500 with an infinity gauntlet, says Chris DeHardo. Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz, all of it. The um, bromance to end all bromances. And an honorable mention from Jason himself I'm Jack Miller, and welcome to Jackass every time he surprised everybody and got on the podium. Ah. <laughs> uh... I'm I'm think I'm thinking Monza here, folks. I'm thinking Colton Herta rocking up with an infinity gauntlet to his press photo. Protect that! I will protect that man with my life. You protect all your boys with your life, Cam. It kind of like is, is your life of that little value? <laughs> Says the man who's Don't torn down and rebuilt this church so many times. There's nothing left. Touche. Um, 
Ooh. But I'm, I'm tempted to go with Monza. I'm also tempted to go with to go with Jaguar here because it's peak M101. We love a Jacobellis moment. You you never have a premature celebration. We it's the golden rule for sport folks. Never celebrate early. Don't go for the full Alex Rins over the line in Moto Three. Don't be that guy. Which guy? That guy. <laughs> oh, uh, you know I'm gonna throw in an honorable mention. I'm surprised no one uh, nominated this. Mercedes rocking up to Germany with a special livery, a B-spec car, and fancy clothes, and having their worst race of the modern era. Lando Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz, uh, they just provided the hits all year, every year. Oof. This is a tough one. This is actually now, like, surprisingly hard to, to, uh, to think of here. Hmm. King, what do you reckon? Uh, as much as I like Mercedes, that that you know, hey, a hundred fifty year thing, own gold real hard. You you were waiting. I, was, I think it was one hundred twenty five years to celebrate this, and you fuck it. <laughs> that was a big. That was a big no go. What do you reckon, fellas? Don't all rush in at once. I mean, seriously. <laughs> McLaren for me. Carlos and Lando. Cam? It is a good bromance. I cannot deny. Is, is McLaren about to pick up their third award tonight already? You can tell we've painted the M101 office papaya orange. The right shade. Mm, I, bl- I blame you, Cam. The Never Log Off Award goes to Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz at McLaren Formula One team for all general hijinks and hilarity. Now kiss. <laughs> now keech. <laughs> Next up is an award to one of our favourite shitposting YouTubers. We've now the newly renamed the Urinating Tree Award, formerly the You Blew It Award, <laughs> given for the biggest downfall or own goal for the season. And uh, guess what the first nominee was? Mercedes F1 team for collapsing in Germany. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Alvaro Bautista for blowing a giant lead, falling and getting injured in World Superbikes. That was going to be my number one of the bullet. But damn. Pretty much. I about Mercedes in Germany. Johan Zarco's departure from KTM. Yikes. Jorge Lorenzo, especially in Catalonia. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. You know, that's like no. where he, where no he fell on the balls, opening lap. Where he went from 10th to 4th on the opening lap, but then binned it at turn 10 and took out every major title contender and basically ended the championship before it had barely gotten started. Um, oh, God. Scuderia Ferrari, Mission Winnow. You named it. Everyone has to name Ferrari in here somewhere. Resi, in this case. WEC for constantly shooting themselves in the foot regarding anything to do with LMP1. And from Chris DeHarde, Paul Miller racing for falling from winning GTD to having three DNFs over the first half of the year. Oh, I didn't even realize their year was that bad. Oh, God. 
I don't know if it was as bad as Mercedes rocking up with a 150th anniversary livery in Germany what? and only barely salvaging points on post-race time penalties. King, you man's. <laughs> they, they, and, they had, and they had that freaking terrible tribute livery and all. <sighs> what was the, the pedal way of their old car? I, I, I couldn't stand that personally. Oh yeah, and in front of the entire Mercedes-Benz board. No wonder they didn't want to keep this one. And the calendar yeah, the Mercedes Benz German Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah, wasn't ideal to say the least. Ooh, ah, uh, for Alvaro me there is Bautista, only one no. answer. It has to be Alvaro Bautista. You can't win. We had an embargo around World Superbike because he was so dominant that there was nothing to talk about in the series. Until this he wasn't. A, a reminder that Alvaro Bautista blew a 61-point lead in the World Superbike Championship halfway through her F's race weekend and ended up losing the title by over 100. <laughs> Fucking hell. Is there, is there any possible argument against Alvaro Bautista here? Because if there is, I'd love to hear it. No. Nope. 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 Nope, your winner of the Urinated Tree Award goes to Alvaro Bautista's 2019 World Superbike season. Eric, if you you're listening it. to... Not the, Eric, not the trophy he was gunning for. If you're listening to this, uh, Schlosser, um, please um, let us know what kind of royalty uh, payments you accept via cash, card, check, Bitcoin. Mm. Broken bones. Pieces of destroyed V4Rs. The Cleveland Browns. The New York Knicks. Whatever works, you know. Sure, sure. Oh my God. The Atlanta Braves in the first <laughs> inning of, play- of deciding playoff games. Oh no. <laughs> also, I love that as I'm recording this, Brother Ryan was walking past the door and uh, opened the door, put his hand through the door, and immediately gave me the wanker gesticulation. <laughs> Even he is the world's biggest of our about Easter fan. <laughs> All I will say is tough shit. Um, <laughs> next up, the number 18 is the OSW Championship Award. The championship belt for the best fight of 2019, be it on or off track. I love that he puts in bracket, not necessarily a literal fist fight. The nominees are Bubba Wallace and Kyle Busch at Watkins Glen. Oh, yes. Yes. Anyone for sprayed bottled water? Uh, that was not. That was that before was, the water. Yeah, that was uh, oh, okay. Bubba Wallace and Alex Bowman. No, um, Kyle Busch. What well, Kyle Busch had roughed up Wallace earlier in the race, and earlier on that straight, Wallace just said, "You know what? You're going home early." Right. He just dumps him in the approach at turn one, to the crowd's delight. <laughs> Fun times. It's like, but I remember this. It was Bubba. I'm, I'm not having any of this shit anymore. Moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Sato versus Sebastian Bourdais at Toronto. Oh, I forgot about that one. Where they literally started throwing hands. Of all people who I figured would throw hands, not Bourdais and Sato. Oh Bourdais, no, no, the... no 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 no! I know Bourdais will throw hands. We, uh, have you forgotten his days in carts? 
<sighs> I sure Just... as shit didn't. Hello, Paul Tracy. Well, Paul um, Tracy deserves but... it. This is also true. But uh, yes, Takuma Sato got out of the car at all five foot two of the car and decided, I'm going to throw hands with Seb Bourdais and the mild-mannered Frenchman. <laughs> Fun times. Uh, Cole Cooster and Tyler Reddick in Kansas. Oh, God. Joey Logano versus Denny Hamlin in Martinsville. Uh, oh, dear. Who nominated that? <laughs> Jason himself. That was the the the, the, uh, the, the, the Jason, we, crew bitch Jason we don't nominate bitch fights here. <laughs> no, we don't. And there is there is one from an unexpected source that is my number one with a bullet. Same here. <laughs> the Costa Rica Fight Club of Jorge Martinez versus Marion Calvo. <laughs> Man's had a fist fight while riding motorcycles. It was basically road rash. It was road really? rash in real life in a sanctioned motorsport event. <laughs> that was hilarious. It was like, you know, I'm going to park this bike on the side of the road and kick your ass, essay. Um, but, but before that, the dude just clings to the back of the motorcycle to try and throw hands. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to fall off, but not before I punch you in the back first. Uh, Come here, you bastard. It's <laughs> it, small races going on. And walking across <laughs> the track of... The man literally got punched off of his motorcycle. Yeah, because the moment he stops moving, he gets off the bike and gives him the straight one-hitter quitter. <laughs> and he falls off the bike himself. <laughs> man won by TKO. Just throwing bombs like it's the first round of... Agler Costa Rica Earth. wins. We're done here. <laughs> It might, I'll run down the rest of the Verstappen versus Charles Leclerc at, at Silverstone and Ferrari versus themselves in Formula One. Um, basically. But no, I, I, am I even, even going to bother sitting down on this one? As I think it, it has to be our fight club winner of the year, Jorge Martinez versus Marion Calvo in Costa Rica for the most hilarious motorsport fight just, in 2019. I've just seen that. Sasha's honorable mention, Sebastian Vettel versus the first place sign. The best part of the 2019 season, right there. <laughs> Change my mind. Oh shit, but we Germany, got another though. special award. It's another special award. It is not the golden cock. It is the sunset orange cock. A special award for the shit show so big that Dre wanted to give out the golden cock in May. Yeah, we had to and split yes, this one off. This is a higher special form of cock. I had to spray paint it and everything. It was like being in the world's worst fake did tan salon. Did you spray paint it, then realize you painted it the wrong color, and then leave it in the garage for yes. 30 days? Yes, it was a terrible embarrassment. The... <laughs> The brackets is the special award for the shit show so big that Dre wanted to give it out in May. And yes, it's in the wrong shade of orange. That's the joke, says Jason. Um, it's a special award for a a shit show so disastrous that when you read back and you look at it, you go, "Oh my god, it really isn't that much of a surprise that McLaren failed to qualify because they got." Every major step that of is this the process. Old, that was wrong. the only thing really standing between me and agreeing on Kaiser. Because when you look back at McLaren's indie effort, they they phoned it in from day one. 
It was an unmitigated disaster. Just one, one of my favorite moments of the year is listening to you li- read out that, have that article read out to you. And the slow descent into madness. Zach yeah, Brown I'm... doesn't go digging for steering wheels. We had Zach Brown talking <laughs> in the third person. We had cars That's painted the wrong color. Was. We had this team incapable of converting Imperial to metric. Yeah. <laughs> God. We had this team. Oh, we had God. this team throwing random setups at a car that has to travel at 230 miles per hour. If the car can get even even get up to that speed, because they got the gears wrong for their final quality run. Yeah. Telling Alonzo on the morning of before he gets in the car, we don't know how this car is going to react with the setup that's on it. It's up to and you. Then they wanted to go, and then they wanted to go buy out Oriel Surfy's place in the field. Only for Honda. For only for Honda to say, fuck no. And to be fair, uh, I think Alexander Rossi probably would have appreciated if they did, but that's another story for another time. Oh, Lord. Um, so, it yes. could only ever be McLaren's IndyCar effort. A disaster from start to finish. Pathetic for a team of their heritage... And their resources, they got beaten by a 40-person team on a backup car. Hope 2020 goes better for y'all, because now y'all don't have anywhere to hide. The special winner of the Sunset Orange Cock goes to McLaren's IndyCar fiasco. No one clap. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve claps. No. Moving on (laughs) to one of our favorite awards on this show. It's the Golden Cock. The Fallon Dior itself. And what a stacked class we have here. The mildly prestigious Fallon Dior for the absolute worst of motorsport in 2019. The nominees are... The Suzuka 8 Hour Stewards for not throwing a red flag after that engine grenaded. Oh lord. <laughs> Dusan Borkovic for being banned in TCR Europe. Um, I forgot about Jason that. <laughs> How do you fuck up that bad? The, uh, like, inadmissible behavior was the reasoning for his ban, which I thought was quite funny and uh, quite low-key. It, it, it wasn't pretty. It, it wasn't pretty at all. Um, he is no longer welcome to events during the current season, which is never... It's a polite way of saying, please get the fuck out. (laughs) Which is just hilarious to me. Um, Mark Webber for being a transphobe. Basically. (sighs) Fuck you, Mark Webber. (laughs) Yeah. Renault F1 team for cheating on an enormous scale. And then the car was better without the cheat device. Uh, FOMTV, the race directors for constantly missing midfield battles. Very good shout. Mahavir Rakunathan for being so slow and dangerous that the FIA banned him for not one but two races. <laughs> Arrow, Arrow McLaren SP by Chris Hardy for getting rid of Hinch yet still wanting to use him in PR bullshit. That's from Chris Hardy. And for multiple nominees, Dan Tictum for being Dan Tictum. 
<laughs> this is so this is maybe the most heavily stacked class we have. It might be the greatest Golden Cock nomination list we've ever seen. We had like one standout winner for this award every year. This is the first year where it's genuinely hard to pick. The thing is, we had the standout winner, and they were so standout we gave them their own form of the award. Yeah, when we gave Rich Energy the Please Log Off Award. <laughs> when we gave McLaren the Sunset Orange Cock. No, it was going to be Rich for me, man. Ugh. So with do, I even, do, I, do, I, do I even need to say who I'm going for here off this list? I, uh... How about the person who I considered for a long time to be one of my favorite racing drivers on the planet from the moment he stepped into a car and finished fifth in his very first race? And him going after you, Dre, was like the 29th most egregious thing with that sequence. My mentions were on fire for a good week. Mine was for a good two days, and uh, my, my, my ex-girlfriend got it in the neck as well. It Eddie, was a... Uh... Noted zero-time world champion Eddie Irvine got involved. Christ almighty. That was a... Uh... That was a fun time. But Dan ticked him, though. Dan ticked him. My man just burned through so many second chances. Somehow, still followed upward. There's some things that science just can't explain. Like how slow Mahavir Ragunathan is. And also how reckless he is that the man doesn't know how to do a uh, multi-point turn. That he did a practice start with two cars parked in front of him. Mm -hmm. That he they held got... up Jack Aitfern for that long in Monaco. Yeah, while weaving back and forth constantly. Again, I've made the point when we gave Mahavir the uh, the uh, the shoot your shot award, but damn, again, you made guys that you used to make fun that we all used to make fun of the the avid Formula Two watchers made them look like Prime Senna, like Prime Schumacher. On this level in motorsport. I can't think of an equivalent situation to Mahavir. Not this high on the food chain. Yeah, as bad as Carmen Yorta was in GP3, nothing this bad. No. Not on this level. Not actively endangering your fellow driver. Ah, God. King, what do you make of this? This is a tough field. Nah, for me, I really just want to give it to Mama Beer, please. <laughs> the, the desperation in his voice. Oh, oh, oh. King, are we going to have to fight about this? Do we really have to? Man's was banned twice. But he only had to serve one of them. I, I wish uh, someone... Th th that's your plus point here. I really <laughs> wish someone had nominated WEC so I could go off for a good, uh hour. Borkovich yeah. actually knocked over a woman trying to pick a fight with another dude by ripping the door off a car. <laughs> Amazing. I, I don't know whether I'm impressed or terrified. A bit of both, maybe? Ah. Yeah, a bit of both. <laughs> and then there's McLaren. Arrow McLaren SP doing hench dirty like that. Yeah, and... It's mm. telling him for months on end that he has a contract only 
the contract not only isn't to drive, that you want to use him in press events next year or you won't pay him? At a time where basically there are no more open seats left, Hinch is still a leading candidate for the seat that was now vacated by yeah, You see, that's the thing. If they had told Hinch that his seat was under jeopardy, was in jeopardy, he could have looked for something. He could have found another option. But no, they told him that he had a contract, only they didn't specify that that contract was, oh, well, you'll drive, but only if we can't uh, do everything in our financial and political power to get Pato Award in the seat. That is not a mark against Pato Award by any means. Yeah, which is making Patricio Award, a guy who has worked and scratched and clawed and begged for an opportunity like this, just escape the Red Bull Junior team. Remember that fleeting moment? Made him look bad. What do you mean I don't have any super license points? Uh, I don't know. It's either going to be Weber or it's going to be spam for me. I gotta go with Mahavir. His situation, he was, it's not just that he was slow. It's that when, in the rare moments, he was in wheel-to-wheel battles with others and he was around other cars, he showed blatant lack of regard for his fellow driver. I am torn between either Spam for their treatment of Hinch or Mark Webber for trying to go full Ricky Gervais and doubling down on his own bullshit. Cam? Um, Mahavir Ragunathan and his blatant disregard for his fellow driver. King? Yeah, we're we're out here doing practice starts behind people, (laughs) y'all. Ugh. As much as I want to be vain and go for Mark Webber for personal reasons. I will concede on this one. Mahavir Ragunathan takes the prized golden cock for basically not knowing how to drive a race car properly. In the most stacked field of all He didn't know how to make a multi-point turn when he was stuck. And he still lucked his way into a fucking championship point. To be fair, How? multiple no. skies fell that day. Yeah. On a weekend where we were all emotionally vulnerable, this happened. Yeah. <sighs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Webber, you're still a prick. Um, <laughs> Ragunathan wins the Golden Cock. Now, the two and a half big ones... For the year we have to decide our first two finalists for this first up the rider of the year for 2019 we don't need to have a debate nominees are fabio quattararo paul Spagaro, peter hickman scott redding mark marquez jonathan ray and bottle smolik from speedway because jason had to mention old bike live friend of the show rebecca james out of courtesy. <laughs> what a nice shuckle he is. Um, Mark, is is there? Is, uh, it, we all know it's a two man fight here, really, isn't it? Mark yeah, Marquez really had arguably the single greatest year in, mo- in modern motorcycle racing history. Jonathan Ray came back from sixty one points down and an embarrassing photo op with with Arlene Foster. Ugh. <laughs> I uh. 
And so, fellas, is it Mark Marquez or Jonathan Ray? Mark Marquez. Mark Marquez. It's Mark Marquez. Sorry. No Jonathan. arguments for him. Jonathan, it wasn't quite your year this year. Probably gave up a few too many wins at the start of the year. And Mark also, Marquez. Jonathan, get some better politics. Mark Marquez on Lance Drive. It's unanimous. Uh, it's a unanimous decision. Mark Marquez wins the 2019 Rider of the Year. Now, this one could be a bit more interesting. The 20... Uh, no, uh, Sasha's also in the Discord. Jonathan Ray was seen of Arlene Foster, leader of the DUP, arm in arm during an award ceremony. Not a, not a, not a good look. Um, awarded for the best driver of 2019, the 2019 Driver of the Year Award. The nominees are Joseph Newgarden, Ot Tanak, Carlos Sainz Jr., Colin Turkington, Good because Johnson had to get a bloody touring car pick in there. Who let him vote on this? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Chadwick. No, that was Johnson's nomination, not Ryan King. Yeah, I was like, just <laughs> let everybody know. Chatters. He doesn't love Chatters. Uh, <clears throat> Lewis Hamilton and Scott McLaughlin. Oh, no, Jeb. No, Jeb. No, Jeb in this one. I'm huh? very surprised. Um. So, King, are you voting for the future Queen of England? <laughs> I'll lay out the case for Chadwick. She was a credible first champion of the W Series, which really needed a shot in the arm. Um, she is the benchmark. And class, I believe uh, she won her class at the Nürburgring 24 hours. That she did. She did. Yes, she, she did indeed. Drove it uh, very good. Days. Oit Tanak broke the Sebastian streak. Colin Turkington is one with one championship away from a British touring car championship record. Um, but for me, uh, for me it's it. a three-person. For me, it's a two-person fight, and I know three. who. I don't. I know who I'm picking. Uh, for me, it's. For me, it's a toss-up between Scotty McLaughlin, Lewis Hamilton, and Carlos Sainz Jr. Yeah, it's the exact and same all three. three of them. All three of them have a great case. Scotty was absurd in supercars. He was untouchable. They they taped a piano to the top of his Mustang by the middle of the year, and he just kept winning. It really was. Mm. At the same time. Lewis Hamilton ground the field into a fine powder. Yeah, but Lewis did take advantage of a lot of mistakes. This wasn't his finest of dominant seasons. But he really yeah, didn't have to be he, that he fine. To, yeah, that's the thing. He didn't need to dig all that deep into his bag of tricks when Ferrari was tripping over their own dicks every fucking week. Not so and much then, the case with Joseph Newgarden. Yeah, Joseph Newgarden had to fight for that one. Oof. What problem, do you reckon? problem with, be, with uh, being at Penske is that, well, there's other drivers at Penske too. Yeah. It's a problem. And Carlos Sainz. Uh, and Carlos Sainz. He put a car on the podium from dead last. He was far and away the F1.5 champion when you consider that uh, the two people he had to beat to be champion 
drove a missile for half of the year. <laughs> ah, yes. Um, for me, like, damn. I gotta go with, uh, I gotta go with Carlos Sainz. I gotta give it to Carlos Sainz Jr. as well. Impeccable You already year. know. I'm voting for Carlos Sainz Jr. Hey. Are we going to... I think we are about to see the first ever two-time Motorsport 101 Driver of the Year because I was also going to say the only man I gave a, a, a 10 score for in my season review was Carlos Sainz Jr. Now... He was phenomenal all year long. He was the shot in the arm that McLaren needed. He was sixth in the championship. He drove spectacular. He was consistent. He had landmark performances. <laughs> he ticked every possible box you would want from a driver of the year oh, candidate. It's worth noting. It's worth noting as well. He is the first non-Mercedes, Red Bull, or Ferrari driver in the V6 ERS era to crack the top six in the title. It's a very impressive job. Don't get me wrong, some of that is absolutely down to the, the top six being so fragmented with how Red Bull and Toro Rosso st spliced their drivers up over the course of the year. But that's an incredibly Im Im impressive task. Um, you know, so, yeah. Just listen back to our season review from last week if you want a further insight into why we thought Carlos Lines was so spectacular. But for the second time... In three years, Carlos Sainz wins the Motorsport 101 Driver of the Year for 2019. Which means it's a two-person fight. Our Motorsport versus, one, it's our version it's, of El Clasico. It's Real Madrid... Again, like Carlos Sainz is a Real Madrid fan and Marc Marquez is a Barcelona fan. This is literally El Clasico. Oh, shit, oh, shit. Uh, so, no we have one more thing... This. We have one more award to decide. It is the Motorsport 101 Overall Athlete of the Year. And we now know it's a two-person fight. It's either Carlos Sainz Jr. or Marc Marquez. Who you know, is the Athlete of the Year? Factoring in the athlete part of it, Marc Marquez came into this year after massive shoulder surgery. Wasn't ready for testing. Was very sore. He just beat them all down right for me just from an individual perspective for rewriting the record books putting putting years we thought would never be surpassed to shame mark marquez to me is my athlete of the year mm. king what do you reckon as much as i like carlos Sainz jr Man, there was literally no one like Mark Marquez this year. Oh, I, I forgot. Mark Marquez also dislocated his shoulder in that whole crash with uh, trying to follow Quattararo around, and then he won the next race. It's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> oh, oh, and came back from uh, that qualifying crash to finish P2 the next day. As you do. Ugh. Man's is some bullshit. It's unanimous. The Motorsport 101 Athlete of the Year for arguably the most spectacular season maybe ever in MotoGP. The most dominant performances we might have ever seen in the top flight. 
um, for redefining what we define as excellence in MotoGP in a standard so high we may not ever see it replicated again. The Motorsport 101 Athlete of the Year is Mark Marquez. <laughs> Congratulations, everybody. Um, it's, it's, it's an, uh, that's, uh, and that will just about do it for, uh, for, for Motorsport 101 in the year of 2019 and the Motorsport 101 Awards, of course. Um, we're taking a little break. We'll be back in the new year. Um, we'll keep keep a keep a tune of our social media for all of that. But uh, God, this is the part where I have to go come up with the closing speech, haven't I? Um, it's been a wild year. Yeah, it's been a wild year, 2019, to say the least. It's been oh gosh, it's been difficult to say the least. Uh, we had, we had we had to fly solo with bikes because you know we I, I you know we lost a very very valuable member of our team in that sense of Lewis Sutherby. I know he still chips in every once in a while, but you know it was a real shame to have him move on to greater things. Of course, we we're all delighted for him, <laughs> of, of course, but it was a punch to the gut. So it's been a difficult year. It, I'm not I'm not gonna beat around the bush and deny that it's been hard. But we crossed a hundred thousand plays. You know we've we had one of the most epic day of classics we've ever had um it was a it was it was it was crazy to say the least but uh it was it was a great time and we covered more series than we've probably ever have before on this show and it it doesn't it doesn't stop being any less fun <laughs> certainly and uh I'm looking forward to attacking 2020 and seeing what that brings hopefully there'll be a bit more than just F1 2019 part 2 um, yeah, there is a little bit of hope. We, we always have it as F1 fans, for, and that's what that's what our bread and butter is. And uh, hopefully, it brings us it, it brings us a good time in 2020. Um, just would like to say uh, first and foremost, um, a hearty thank you to everyone that, that backed us on Patreon this year. Um, again, you guys are able to do it in such a way where you keep the show self-sufficient and that is an incredibly you know lucky you know blessing to have which is incredible and uh we, we never take that for granted here it enables us to do so much and hopefully so much more going forward i really do want to attack 2020 with more written blogs more videos and, and all of that I'm, I'm sitting down at the moment and beating my head about you know how to go about that best because i've never been able to figure that out <laughs> i've been on youtube nothing for eight plus years and i've never been able to figure that out but uh hopefully next year will be the year probably probably not maybe we'll see but uh again a, spe- a, a massive thank you to everyone that that's that's backed us on patreon um you guys are the best again we never take for granted the fact you guys are willing to financially back us you think we're that good that we're worth giving any sort of money every month is ludicrous to me we're just a bunch of shithouse journalists that make the most of the opportunities we've been given and even after god 225 plus shows you know you still some of us have been some of you guys have been patreon backers from the very very start it's an incredible honor and uh we never take it for granted here so yeah here's hoping that uh, you guys continue to support us in 2020 um a special thanks 
to Cam, who's listening in right now, who's who filled in for us and has now pretty much become a fully fledged host. We don't we don't just give the keys to anybody on this show. Our rookie of the year, T shirt included. <laughs> Indeed. T shirt not necessary. I mean, um I'm incredibly grateful to have the opportunity to be on the show with you guys and uh speak my wrath out into the world. And um you know, you guys have been like another family to me and permitting from you guys of course i can't wait to uh attack 2020 head on with you can't wait cannot wait uh special thanks as always to steph hunter over at silver code that manages the website as well she does she does an absolutely tremendous job of working out all the little kinks behind the scenes that no one ever talks about um one of the best website providers you could ever have um, go check her out at Silver Code if you haven't already. Tell her I said you she'll probably give you a discount because, hey, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch mine, and all that fun stuff, but Steph is the best. I've actually finally got to meet her in person this year as well, which is fantastic. Um, she is a fantastic person, and uh, again, an, a constant um, help and uh, and fairy godmother for the website. Uh, that uh, Can't thank her enough for that. Um, shout out to all the guests we've had this year as well. Thanks to everyone that's just chipped in. It's been an incredible contribution. Shout out to everybody on the Discord. Um, we, we, we opened the Discord up quite a lot this year, and it's been a fantastic time. Um, you guys make the community what it is, and I'm very proud of this community. And, uh, you know, without you guys, there is no show. And without you guys, you are an incredibly positive influence um, for everything we do. We always put you guys in mind. You guys are the best, and we couldn't do it without you. So thanks to everyone in the Discord as well. Thank and you know, thanks of course to my to my colleagues RJ King. You know, it's always a pleasure doing this show with these guys. And you're right, it is a second family, and it it it, it it's all it's something new every week. It, it, no two shows are ever the same. Um, it, we do shit house our way through it, but it, we wouldn't do it any other way. And it's. I'm very, very lucky to have these two as as, as, as partners in crime, and I, I can't imagine doing it with anybody else. So, you know, as always, a pleasure to them. And, of course, a final thank you to everyone that takes the time out to listen, whether it's in your homes, in your, in your AirPods, which, which are ludicrously overpriced. <laughs> I would know. Um, but thanks to everyone that listens in, it's been. I'd be lying if I said it was the if I said it was the easiest year. But I, I I hope you guys have enjoyed 2019. It's been a pleasure covering everything with all of you guys and the feedback, the emails, the written blogs, the comments. The, I read every single bit of it, and it, it and it always surprises me seeing just how many people have listened to the show or people people have called me up at my fucking day job saying they've listened to M101 which is just fucking ridiculous to me to even think that you know that like it's, it really is a small world sometimes um, so as always thank you guys and we hope to see you guys in 2020 and I hope the new year brings everybody good things Places you can find us one more time, youtube.com forward slash motorsport101, facebook.com forward slash motorsport101, um, Twitter, uh, Twitter uh, at motorsport underscore 101, I should say, our personal handles at Harrison101HD, 
at cbuckley917, at RJ O'Connell, and at Ryan Eric King. You know where to find us by now. Our website, motorsport101.com, um, and our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash motorsport101 if you like to back us financially on there. Five dollars gets you into gets you early access for all of our shows. It's one dollar for the month of December, um, as a Christmas present to all of you guys out there. So there's never been a better time to back us, you know, if you're into that sort of thing. And ten dollars gets you into the supporters club of our Discord server. You can listen to all these shows live as they're being recorded. Um, and again, you really should, by the way, because these guys are great. You, like you, you, you would love it in here. Seriously, you know, you have a direct influence on the show, which is always a valuable indeed. Um, all of that, all the details on our website, motorsport101.com. Thank you all so much for all your support where that's concerned. Um, it's been it's it's been quite the year, and hopefully 2020 will continue to be another fun one. Um, well, that's just about it for us in 2019. Um, have a wonderful Christmas uh, and, a, and a wonderful uh, holiday season. And again, a, a great 2020 to, to everyone that's listening. And uh, I hope I hope it brings you some good things. I really hope it does. But uh, for the last time this year and this decade, which we've been now on the air for half of, which is a terrifying thought in itself, I've been Andre Harrison. They've been RJ O'Connell, Ryan King, and Cam Buckley. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. Sayonara. See you in 2020, y'all. Bye. The festive Doom Slayer signs off for the year. Want a Sprite Cranberry? <laughs> Ugh. Jesus. Ugh. Who carbonates cranberry? <laughs> well, LeBron <laughs> James. Who oh. also puts pineapple on pizza. <laughs> well, that, that, that just about says it all, doesn't it? <laughs>